Hello, everybody. Welcome to Frame Trap on this episode. Uh, not a surprising panel, I would say. Uh, we have Isla Hank. Hi. And Bradley Ellis. Yo. I am your host, Ben Moore. We don't have time for fluff. We don't have time for a cutesy intro. This is the Elden Ring episode. Let us not waste any time getting right into it. Uh, I don't even know where to begin this discussion. Where do you begin? Where do you begin? You know what? I, something I want to say off the bat, because um, I was on record saying this multiple times. When I played the network test, mm. I wasn't really feeling Elden Ring. That's that right. Much. How do you yeah. feel now? I was wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> good, good, and good. And you know what? It, it was so interesting, and it's it comes down to how games are presented and how things are framed because when I played the network test, it was like, you have this period of time to play. Yeah. And so I think in my mindset, I was like, I just want to see as much as possible. I was summoning people. Yeah. Um, you know, and you would be like, okay, I'm going to explore in that direction. And you would see like a wall where it's like, you can't go there. And so I think by being limited, both in terms of time and area, you really don't get a sense for what, Elden Ring actually is. You need it completely unrestrained. And then yeah. once you have that, all of its design decisions make sense. Everything it does make sense. I We're still in the honeymoon phase. I don't see any other game being better than this for Game of the Year. Oh, I think yeah. this game is a masterpiece. It's hard to imagine that. Well, and the network test was <clears throat> weird, too, because they gave you... Like, you started with a build, but that build, I think, was beefed up from the normal starting class builds. Mm. Like, the the class I started with had a weapon with, like, call lightning on it, mm. which I still haven't found. Uh, that, and that call lightning was really art. good. And it was very, very yeah, it did, strong. It did you would damage, vaporize, yeah. like, everybody. Right. So, like, I, I remember, like, things that were super easy in the network test were not easy in the real game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was really worried about stealth um, because in kind of that mm. opening area around the tree sentinel I was like the enemies have terrible detection I feel like I can be like right by them it doesn't matter I feel like I could just easily clear an entire area with stealth and so I was worried that that would kind of circumvent the traditional like push and pull of souls but then when again when you're actually in the full game you're like no it doesn't at all like yes stealth is a tool that you can use and it is effective sometimes mm -hmm. but what is one of, the, one of the many things that is really blowing me away about Elden Ring, and I wish more games could give me this, this confidence, this, this like, oh, like you really thought this through. Like Deathloop is a great example, like a counterpoint to this, <laughs> where like in Deathloop, I feel like when I found an effective strategy, the game was like, okay, you win. Yeah. And like there wasn't really anything that I encountered that forced me to change or push back. And I feel like pretty much every section of Elden Ring, I'm finding something where it's like, don't rely on that too much, or you right. need a different approach here, yeah. and it's awesome. It does a good job of not making you feel super safe and secure with one thing. Right. Like, I can't just rely on one thing the entire way through so far. No, yeah, and, you know, I think, I think as a player, there's always some part of you that is like, oh, I want to pump everything into strength and just do a ton of damage, or I want to find a spell that's going to blow through everything. And I feel like a lot of people have been saying this, but it, Elden Ring really does feel like kind of the summation of FromSoft has, has done everything they've done where there are moments where I feel powerful, yeah. where I'm like, 
okay, I did pump points into strength to wield this hammer, and it is effective, but it has downsides. Or, oh, I can finally cast spells, and they are useful, but I have to give up something for them. Like, everything, the difficulty is, like, perfect, where, like, there are moments where I breeze through things, and I clear things, and then I'll run into a boss, and the boss will be hard, but I'll have that feeling of, like, that's the tell. I just fucked mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm it's, jazzed, man. I can't uh, oh, stop. It's so much fun. And it's it's really fun, too, because this was one of the things I was wondering about in the open world nature of it is, like, like is this is this going to be a FromSoft game with level scaling? Like, how are they going to mm-hmm. how are they going to balance an open world? And it's just nuts. It's, like, classic, like, this is the harder part. This part's easier. So, like, I did all of Stormvale before doing Castle Morn, which is just in the south of the first area, and I just shredded it, even the boss. This and it Stormvale? was like, uh, Castle Morn. Okay, I haven't done Castle Morn yet, so okay. I'm curious if, yeah. It's easy if you've done the other stuff I have. first. Yeah. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, but then like I wound up in somewhere else where I was like, right. oh, okay, yeah, these guys are on my level, and mm-hmm. it's hard again, you know, and it just feels so good. It, I feel like Elden Ring understands the psychology of a player to an almost like disturbing degree yeah. where there are moments where I'm like, I feel like you're sitting right next to me and I'm uncomfortable. Yep. Um, and it, it's hard because I, I think, as, as I was mentioning to both of you before the show, I went into Elden Ring like relatively blind. You know, I had the relatively blind, I, I guess, sounds not true when I did the network test, but like <laughs> not watching a lot of trailers uh, trying to not dive into too many streams, even though I desperately want to see people play it, so I've watched a little bit. But I've, I've tried to be somewhat restrained for me. Um, and that surprise has definitely paid off. And there, like, there's this moment, I'm not going to go into detail about it, but you're in the middle of this lake, and you see these enemies that you know are weak, because you fought them before. They're just your, your basic like zombie-looking dudes. And you're like, I'm just going to sneak up on them, everything's going to be fine. Like, the game has conditioned me to feel this way. And then all of the sudden, this big-ass creature dives in. Suddenly, out of nowhere, you're in a boss fight. The enemy has a giant health bar. And I I just, my face, like, like elongated. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was shaken to my core. (laughs) Um, And I think the open-world nature allows for those moments to happen more so than than the usual from software stuff where like typically and this still has that but like you'll go through a door and you're like okay i know a boss is here yeah um i, I think it leaves more opportunity for surprise it's oh uh, go ahead you go, i was just gonna say it's so great when that happens and it's it's really nice when you're in the middle of a situation and you think everything's fine and you're like oh shit you've got a health bar like the health bar comes up at the mm-hmm. bottom and you're like oh i w- okay like right. we're doing this and then it, it feels kind of equally great when you just like cream that boss or when you just get destroyed by it yeah because either way you're like okay that was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. like (laughs) yeah uh i want to talk about you said conditioning uh i've played this game maybe for around like 80 something hours now Mm -hmm. in total and during my review process it was kind of staggering how much i would be caught by surprise when i thought i understood this game right like i've played you know from software games for a long time. I've played a lot of their games, and this game still manages to surprise me and make me, you know, say something out loud, actually. Right. We're like, whoa! I was really surprised by that. Yeah, yeah. It. I'm so glad that you're talking about it, and I, I think it illustrates, like, why From Software is such a brilliant developer and 
any speculative discussion that I could have, like on this podcast, it's like they're going in a direction that I haven't even thought of, but it's absolutely the right direction because you think about Sekiro, and I think there was some resistance to it because the way that you play that game mm-hmm. just fundamentally is different than a traditional Souls-like experience, even more so than something like Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. And so I think you you sort of have to relearn from the beginning again. And Elden Ring's not like that. Like, all of the stuff that you've learned in other Souls games will help you here. It's not, it's not like a complete paradigm shift, but the layers that they've added leave room for that surprise, even as something as simple as, like, your jumping attacks mm-hmm. have added like a whole new dimension to combat or being able to like get on a on a horse and be like, maybe I'll try to fight this boss on a horse yeah, and your movement yeah. is yeah. entirely different. Yeah. It's like I see people say, Oh, it's just open world Dark Souls, and it's kind of it's like a really weird blanket statement I see people make when it's yeah. like, yes, you can make a blanket statement like that, but once you actually go in and see how much these small things can change the game, like just jumping in this game radically changes this game completely from any other yes. game. Not only in combat, but in the way the levels are laid out and how you explore it. Yeah. Same with Torrent. It's yeah. like, it changes everything completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny because I, I feel like, you know, if there was this hypothetical person that was like, it's just open world Dark Souls, I feel like you could just flip that on its head and be like, no, it's open world Dark Souls. Like that, I think that has more implications than maybe the person exactly. is intending. Exactly. Yeah. That's like a big thing. That's right. not something small. No, 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 no. It, it isn't. And it's... every Everything feels purposeful. And it's like, as I was going through the open world, I was like, well, I guess maybe you could have the criticism of like in this opening area, you know, it's a lot of like plainness. It's a lot of openness. It's a lot of like samey looking like sort yeah. of grass and rock kind of stuff and it's like I don't even think that criticism is is all that valid because I feel like there's just enough space between your holy shit moments mm-hmm. yeah. and so it's like yeah like maybe not every single inch of this world is as interesting as everything else but I feel like the game makes good on okay when you do get somewhere it's going to be bonkers. Yes. And I think <laughs> I think how much there is in this world is kind of uh, almost unfair to any other open world game. Yeah. How yeah. much there is to see and how much better it's laid out than most yeah. open world games. Right. Where this is why I like Zelda Breath of the Wild is this, you are encouraged to explore more out of curiosity rather than a marker on mm-hmm. the map telling mm-hmm. you, hey, there's a bandit camp here. Clean that out. Like, I think it's it's the exact opposite of Horizon. Mm-hmm. It's world design. I don't have any problem with Horizon or anything like that, how it is, but I prefer a game much more like this where you're, you want to explore because you want to see the world or there's something cool over there. You're like, oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. Instead of just a, a question mark on the map telling me there's a point of interest there. Right. Same. And like the, you were talking about surprise and like the pacing of the first area being open. I think the game is brilliant kind of because it, like at first blush, it seems like, okay, we're, we're in planes and whatever. And we just played Halo Infinite and it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. this is what the whole game's going to look like. And then you get caught in a transporter trap in a, in a chest and it sends you somewhere that looks like a bloodborne nightmare, and you're yes. just like, "Oh, okay, this game goes places." Like, right. it, it and it's just so well implemented. And on the, I, I talked about this in a different podcast. I guessed it on, but like, the micro and the macro 
are just both so well structured. Like yeah. each little encounter, each little group of enemies is is pretty well planned out. Each little area, each room is amazingly planned out. Each castle or dungeon design is really well laid out. And then mm-hmm. the whole world is so well laid out and it leads into each other and rewards exploration like you're yeah. talking about. It It's so hard. <laughs> I feel like such a fangirl because it's like, you know me, like mm-hmm. From Software to me is just like the pinnacle and it makes me wonder. I'm like, I'm like, I, I figure it's got to just be that they like you were saying, they just make the kind of game I like. Mm-hmm. But to me, I'm just like, why are they just so good at it? Why are they so good at it? Because everything is so good it, to it's, me. It's not that, though. And like I, I see your desire to internalize it and be like, okay, well, these are my favorite games, so of course I like this. Of course I recognize this as yeah. brilliant. Like, I went into this game being like, mm-hmm. I don't skeptical. know. Yeah, I was, I was very skeptical. skeptical. And like, I feel like you can... You can analyze even like the 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 tiniest interaction, and you're like, "God damn it!" Like, no, like other games are just worse than this. Mm-hmm. Like, even yeah. even in my sh- <laughs> like shrewdest analysis, I feel like I didn't want to say it, but I yes. can I can properly articulate like, no, like this is this is strictly better, right? And so I, another point of comparison because you brought it up that I want to make is Halo Infinite, a game which right. I love. I like Halo I, Infinite a lot. I I, I genuinely to yeah. my bones love it. Me too. And what Halo Infinite did well is it is it fundamentally understood what made Halo appealing, and it was like, okay, let's broaden this into an open world. So yeah. it it took the the micro and and made it macro, right? What is fascinating about Elden Ring is despite its intense expansion, it never loses sight of the micro. Never yeah. ever no. ever yeah. ever. Never. And like I feel like a lot of games just in order to properly tackle their size, they find something good and then just kind of repeat it until the end. Right. I think Halo Infinite is a good example of that where it Find something good, and then kind of repeats it into the end. And like you, which get... Elden Ring does have some repeated elements. Absolutely, yes. But what I like about it is, I feel like in open world games, and I think Brad, you were kind of hinting at this. Like part of the dopamine is that sense of conquest, right? Where mm-hmm. like I mm-hmm. want to uncover every place in the map. Like I want to check all the boxes. I want to uh, accomplish everything. Right? It's it's that 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 desire to constantly progress. And Isla, something that you said is Elden Ring is like, what if we know they're going to do that mm-hmm. and then pull the rug out from there? Yeah. Right, right. And so the 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 uh, teleporter chests are, are a, an absolutely perfect example of that philosophy in practice, right? Where you get transported to another place, a place where you were creaming, you were doing well, yeah. right? Or like... You go from an easy place to a really hard place. You go to place. an easy place to a really, Every, really it's hard It's happened to me twice, and it's been like that both times. <laughs> and and what's so great about it is it's not just, like, the, the instance that I'm thinking of where that happened yeah. was it wasn't just like, oh, I'm at kind of a similar place, but it's so much more difficult. Like, the entire color scheme, the entire, like, look of it, the entire vibe of it was the, completely... The enemy design is yeah. fully different. So just visually... On top of suddenly being transported somewhere else, you have that sense of just utmost fear, yeah. right? And then the the enemies that I'm encountering, so it's like, okay, I've been fighting a lot of humanoid enemies, like literal fucking bug aliens yeah. are what I'm fighting. <laughs> They're destroying me with attacks that I've never seen before. And the game is like, 
no. Like, you can't teleport out of here. Yeah. You love teleporting super easily. You can't do that. And, like, I, it was this, like, true, utter hopelessness. Yeah. And I think if Elden Ring had been meaner about it, you could have said that it was a negative. Right. But if you just... If you just risk it and you just run, it's like, okay, the exit's not that far. Not, like, yeah. like, really, you if you were to map it there. out. Yeah. 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 It's like, you can run out, you can get out of there. And so it's just this, like, that one story, that one moment for me is better than most entire video games that I play. Yeah. And it feels like it is okay with mixing in uncomfortable emotions as long as it's smart about it. As long as it, as the game knows, like, the helping hand is not that far out of reach. Well, and there's thoughtfulness here on display that is staggering. Because, yeah. like, in that example, right? Yeah. You're teleported to a mine, basically, and it's in position A, right? Mm -hmm. When you get out and you're in this whole new weird place and you're like, oh, my God, what the hell? You're like, okay, well, I'm up here. I might as well try to find this map chunk or mm -hmm. whatever. So you look at the map, and if you've been close enough to one on the map, the map, even though it's blank and not filled out, will show you where the map like piece is, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's it looks like it's right behind where you are, but there's a giant cliff. But they teleported you close enough so that you would see where the map marker is mm -hmm. and then have to figure out that you have to run all the way south, down around, and back up north just to get to it. But they put you right next to it on the map so you would know where it is. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's just one example of just every inch of this game feels like it's been thought out like that. Yeah. And that's so rare to me in an open world game. Yeah. yeah. It. I feel like every time I dart off into a new direction, I'm rewarded in a different way. Yeah. And, like, sometimes it's just meeting a new NPC. Sometimes it's, like, getting a golden seed so I can mm. increase flash charges. Oh, I have two I haven't used yet. Don't uh, forget. Yeah. I forgot. That is actually something that, yeah. that is, a, is a consequence of yeah, the so open much world. Yeah, so track of. Where mm -hmm. there have been times where I'm like, what was that all mean? right, where is that thing? It's yeah. been a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's... So many times, like, just it didn't happen to me today. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to this area right here. Mm. I pushed the mark on my map. Then I'm just going there, and I see a little something. I'm like, oh, I'm going to check this out real right. quick. Yeah. Then it's a dungeon. <laughs> I'm like, well, I just might as well do it. I'm right here. Right. Yeah. Then and three like, hours later, you're like, you're what like, was I'm I like, doing? Oh, yeah. I got to go back. I was looking around for this thing that I saw in the preview um, that I was trying to find again. And I was like, I can remember, like, the biome it was in. And it turned out I was in the entire wrong part of them. I was looking in like the northeast of Limgrave and it was in the southwest or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I finally found it and I was like, oh. But it was like a day later when I was like, oh, right. I was looking for this. <laughs> like, oh, it's so much fun. And like, I keep, I'm kind of the opposite of where you were because I was like cautiously hopeful. You know, I don't allow myself hope because it's whatever. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was like cautiously hopeful. Um, but I keep looking for things, you know, just to try to be fair to Elden Ring. I keep yeah. looking for things to be like, okay, it's not like a perfect masterpiece in every way. Like every other video game is, is creamed corn instead of this thing. Um, and like even the little things that I think at first blush would be like annoying. Like, uh, oh, here's a catacomb. It's kind of the same. It doesn't even wear on me, at least hasn't yet. And mm -hmm. I've got 22 hours in the game right now. It hasn't yet because it just becomes... I'm I'm in there for a reason. Like I'm I'm mm -hmm. here because I know I can get 
grave ghost grave ward or whatever. I'm in here because I know I can get smithing stones. So it becomes a project about that instead of, oh, I have to do another one of these to check it off. It's like, no, yeah. I'm in here to get smithing stone too because I need it for this thing. And then like the other thing I kept worrying about is kind of the negative side of, oh, it's just a combination of all the Souls games put together because I keep being like, it would have been very easy for this game, I should say, to fall into the trap of like, okay, here's the Bloodborne area, here's the Sekiro area, here's mm-hmm. the whatever. This is Anne Orlando, this is, you know. And it's interesting because all of them are just peppered in everywhere in such a refreshing way that it it doesn't feel like repeats. It doesn't feel like they're resting on their laurels, even oh, though no. they are just doing, they're playing the hits, yeah. but I'm loving every second of it. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, yeah. It's it's so funny because you talk about being Elden Ring and then it just hits me like a truck because I'm playing on PC. The mm. performance is like unacceptably terrible. I've and heard it, it's horrible like, on PC. There's no there's no reason there's there's no reason for yeah, it to course. be uh, this bad. And it's like I acknowledge that I am making no excuses for it. It is a fact that it should be better. Yeah. I still think this game is a masterpiece. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like both things are are equally true for me. Where it's yeah. like, yes, I I agree. I think it should be criticized for the performance. I don't understand why it's this bad. This is going to be the best game that I play. Like, it's, it's just like it 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 gets all of the things right that so many other games get wrong. And you think you talked about so many things there um, as you were going on, and, and, and I, like I think about the like Bloodborne, which is a, a it also a masterpiece, and how I was so kind of let down by the chalice dungeons where I was like, these are cool, but I feel like the idea is not fully realized where they do feel like copy and paste in a green. We're talking about the catacombs. Um, And, you know, maybe my opinion will change on this as I continue playing um, 16 hours in right now, but I've been in several and I had that same thought where I'm like, oh, these are like the Bloodborne chalice dungeons. And I kind of like, was like, oh, they're gonna feel similar. They super don't. Yeah. Like, yes, they visually they look similar. That is true. But in terms of function, they're kind of exactly what I wanted the Chalice Dungeons to be. Where I feel like the way the traps and enemies are laid out, even if they're the same enemies, are like super surprising. Yep. They're yeah. they're like they're the the most similar thing to the catacombs and the mines and stuff are shrines from Breath of the Wild mm. kind of kind because they're little like puzzle rooms but with enemies yeah and then this game just happens to also have dungeons <laughs> like which right. Zelda Breath of the Wild didn't but like yeah that's I also in my review brought up how those felt those uh, mini dungeons felt like chalice dungeons mm. but like you said the I've played a lot of this game, and they really change stuff up in these a lot, mm-hmm. where I feel like they all, when I'm going in there, it doesn't feel like a repeat necessarily. Yeah, yeah. visually, can look the same. It's like that same, you know, catacomb-looking wall thing, right. but there's a lot of surprises in some of these. Well, and it's just, this game, it really comes down to, like, the editing in a way, where... With the Chalice Dungeon, it's like, I'm just going and going and going and going. And you do these little catacomb dungeons, and you're like, you mentioned the Shrines from Breath of the Wild in a way that I think that that is true, is it's like, these catacombs know exactly when to end. end. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they they're can always be, shorter than I think they'll be. Uh, but they're, but well, they, not always, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, the, we'll see. <laughs> you know, just based on my own impressions, I feel like the intensity of the challenge is just right, and it will end in a boss fight where I'm like, 
that boss was exactly as hard as it needed to be. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like a big major boss with a ton of mechanics, but it had something to it that was just like a little bit crazy. And so it's like you can go in, you can have this little adventure, you can be totally satisfied, you get your thing, and then you're out. And it's just, it's awesome. It's funny, I've done I've done a good number of them. Most of the time, because I think I was probably over-leveled for a lot of the... Because mm. I forgot about them for a long time. I was like, why can't I level up my spirits with what's-her-name? Oh, I need Ghost Glove Wart. Oh, those are in catacombs. So I went back and did those catacombs. So those I just smoked. But uh, I, I did a couple in... Uh, I can't remember what it's called. The red area. And... Um, it was funny because the enemies on the inside were really easy, mm. and then the bosses gave me actually quite a lot of pushback, mm. like, which I thought was interesting because that was the first time that had happened where there was like a dissonance between the enemy difficulties and the boss difficulties. Mm. But yeah, that could be depending. So this Just is my hard. Build, this probably. is like the one amazing thing about how I think how great this game is, is how it, well it balances with how much you how much freedom you have as a player. Absolutely, oh, there yeah. is an insane amount of spells, weapons, and builds you can do this yes. game, and somehow it manages to strike a really fine line of difficulty that I'm kind of blown away by. Yeah, like, how did you balance this? It, That's such a good question. No, it's it's absolutely true, and I think that that's what makes. It, it kind of goes back to everything that I praised with Shin Megami Tensei Five, where I was like, part of the reason why this game is so good is I feel compelled to do the extra stuff because I need it to beat things. And I don't think that that's strictly true in Elden Ring. I don't think you, oh, sure. you need any one thing to, to beat something, but the more flexible you are, you will find a tool where you're like, oh, like that's... That's how I deal with that. Mm-hmm. And so, but but some of the cost for using these things is really, really steep. And so you have to make a choice. You have to make a sacrifice. And that's what makes this flexibility so compelling is like the way that I'm building my character. And I said this to you before we shot. I'm like, I'm going through a build crisis because I want to use everything yeah. because it all seems so cool, but I can't do that. And I'm glad that mm-hmm. I can't in a weird way. Um, and I know you can reallocate stats and yeah. everything, but... Uh, I, st- I still think the point stands. Oh, yeah. Everything is super fun to use. It is. Everything. Yes. It's kind of nuts. I, I, well, you, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, I wanted to go back to the technical point real quick. Yeah. Because you reviewed it on PC, I right? reviewed it on PC, but I believe the patch I reviewed it on was different than the one that came out. That's yeah. what I've heard, yeah. So there was some frame drops for me, but there was nothing for me where it was like in combat or anything. Like, it was mostly when I was just in the open world, and yeah. I would notice it, but it wasn't like super frequent or like really took me out of it but it has been vindicating for me as someone who didn't give it a 10 and got shit for not giving it a 10 right <laughs> to be like i brought up technical aspects of the game and i was like i put the ps5 version that's what i'm playing on now it's like this isn't as good as it should be yeah it's kind of disappointing yeah it was i feel like it's been the worst for me in kind of the, the open area particularly when fighting the tree sentinel and it's just like you have I have these huge, like, just hitches where it's just like, yeah. and it's yeah. like, wow, okay. to the point where you're like, this is actually in a game that is is all about recognizing patterns and getting into a flow. Mm-hmm. This feels like an interruption to the flow. You know what it reminded me of is, I'm going to bring up Breath of the Wild again, is when I played Breath of the Wild, I love that game, but yeah. I, when I got to the Deku Tree with the Master Sword, oh, it was man. such a critical moment for me in that yeah. game. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yes, and it just ran terribly, mm-hmm. and it like sucked half the joy out of it for me. It felt for like sure. pouring water on a fire. I didn't get that experience when I was playing through this game. It sounds like you're having a little more trouble, especially that tree fight. That sucks. That well, sounds, yeah. But it wasn't like at this super insane moment for me. It's funny because 
past kind of the the very beginning, it has it still happened, but it has been less bad. Um, still bad enough that it's worth noting. Yeah, of course. But it it's it's also kind of one of those things where I get so immersed in the game and so lost in the game that like I legitimately do forget about the stuttering, and then yeah. it happens, and it's like oh that's oh right happens. oh right that's a thing. That's why when I saw tens, I was like. I could see why people would give this tens despite right. some issues because yeah. like, well, it's, I, it outweighs it for a lot of people. Yeah, it's funny because like for me, I have a tendency working with a bunch of different video frame rates and resolutions over the years. I guess like I can just kind of ignore frame rate if mm. I'm if I'm wanting to and playing on prioritized frame rate on PS5 so far, it's been fine. Like there's there's been like one or two like little slowdowns, but it's never interrupted my gameplay. But yeah. like because. FromSoft games are also like quaintly janky. Mm. Uh, technically, yes. Technically, like the step forward that they made just in the fact that things feel way more like the world itself feels more solid, like with the ragdoll physics and like with jumping and hitboxes and like everything like that, like gameplay important stuff feels better mm-hmm. than previous FromSoft entries, except maybe Sekiro. Um, I've like not noticed technical problems like at all, so it's interesting to hear. Yeah, really, yeah. Because the what's interesting about Elden Ring on PC is it's not frame rate problems in the way that normal games have have frame rate problems, and it's like a lot of games. I feel like you when you run into frame rate issues, it's like okay, in this area, this thing will happen, and you'll right. see like right, it right. dip in a similar way. It's not like that, and and from what I've read, it's like baked into DX12. Yeah, that's what I've seen. It's, oh. it's not. It's not like. It's like a. It's like the game just like completely hitches up for a second. It's not a normal. Yeah, it's like a oh, free, like a quick yeah. free, like everything. It's not the yeah. frames just dropping. Terrible. Yeah. And it's like it's it's fine, and then it's just it's ju- it's just like complete freezing for a second. It's very strange. In a game like this, that would be so irritating. Yeah. And PC's different because everyone's got different machines, and it's yeah, like I've yeah. seen people have better results than others. So it's like you, me, like we played these on good PCs. Oh yeah. Like, we, I have a 3080. I'm pretty sure you do too. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So we yeah. got pretty beefy stuff, but it's like it's still there. Yeah. It still yeah. needs work. Yeah. Um, it makes it cut even more if you've got like a hyper rig and like things don't run right on them. Yeah. And I think this game is just on so many platforms. Yeah. That probably doesn't help either. I'm, I wonder. I was gonna. I was wondering if they like designed it for PlayStation first, or which like. Oh, I mean, this game's been how they do it probably since like 2017. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's. I don't know. It's. Uh, I have so many good things to say about this game that it's. Yeah. It just sucks that it's like. Come yeah. on, like you yeah. know. Yeah, I mean. Stuff like that's what keeps it from a ten for me. Yeah, just some, at, in its current state. You you talked about uh, the the jankiness, Isla, and it's like it's funny that you said that it was better than than other from software games before that, and like I can kind of see where you're coming from, but from my experience, I don't think that that is true in the same way. But I get why it feels that way. Like there are still moments right where, like if you're fighting something. And you're like the boss because there's a lot of slopes, right? And yeah. Like the enemy yeah, or the yeah, boss yeah. is above you. It's like they don't adjust the trajectory of their attacks. So right. things that would absolutely connect just miss because they're like on a slightly higher elevation, which is fine. And you can use that as part of you your can strategy. Use it. But there was like an enemy that was extremely tough and would teleport. Yeah. And it was guarding 
this like gazebo, this like thin gazebo looking thing. And I was just like, I wonder if it'll do the From Software thing. And I went behind like the central mirror and it was like everything that it could do, all of its tricks were completely muted. And it would just go like mm. this <laughs> in front of the gazebo. I, I think that's the, the reality of a game like this. Right. Yeah. I played Horizon. It's like, yeah. boy, did I cheese the hell out of some of those no, no, dinos no. in that game. It may sound like I'm criticizing the cheese. Oh, I know. I'm not. I'm actually really glad that it's there because I think it it plays into... Um, that that feeling of flexibility where it's like, this thing was kicking my ass and I figured out how to beat you. Mm -hmm. And I think why it stands out, even in comparison to other From Software games, is because the world is so vast and because like there's so many different ways that encounters happen. Like I said kind of at the beginning of the discussion, that one trick that I used on that one enemy won't work for everything else, yeah. you know? And, like, and so you, it just fights against complacency mm -hmm. because of the sheer size of everything. Well, and really I cool think, way. like, there are a lot of Souls-likes and a lot of people who wish, you know, that they were from software. And I think one of the things that you kind of just touched on is that makes these games so beloved and so good is that they follow their own rules, and those rules are consistent even if it makes the game look a little goofy or video gamey, like a guy on a staircase will swing right over your head, that's part of the rigidity and the fairness of this game because that's the rule set. Like mm. if if the guy if every enemy could adapt and stuff like that, the game would be that much harder and it would that would tweak the experience in a way that might tip it over the edge. Like it it so often FromSoft games feel like they're so precariously balanced on like thousands of needle heads that keep it as like this perfect experience and like i do wonder sometimes if one thing was changed like if the enemies could target better or weren't easily tricked uh -huh. by standing behind a pillar or something if that would cascade backwards and like destroy the magic of other things in the, in the game you know like yeah it's such an interesting exercise in game design to be like and I feel like that's part of why From is so cool because, A, they don't care if you miss things. They don't care if you don't go to Ash Lake or whatever. They don't care. And, I mean, that shines in this game because it's like there's thousands of things that people won't see in their own first playthrough, right? And they're fine with that. And that goes into... If I miss anything, I'm going to be so pissed. Oh, yeah. But that goes into <laughs> like looking like a bit of a janky fool sometimes, too, where it's like... Yeah, sure, the corpses might ragdoll or people will swing over your head or get yeah. tricked by a pillar. But, like, it's a consistent rule set, and that's what makes it enjoyable to play because it's fair. Well, I don't even know. I don't know. I, I would actually disagree. I don't even know that it's fair. I think it is, I think it is flexible, and you. I think if you get hyper-focused on, like, any one specific thing, you'll kind of be missing the point, right? Because, like... In a game, like, if you think about old-school NES games, right, mm -hmm. on, on a 2D plane, you're scrolling left to right, a lot of it came down to pure dexterity, where it's just like, you just have to kind of beat your head against something until you get past it. And if you think about, like, traditional turn-based JRPGs, it's like, okay, you can... Really, time is the, the, the cost here, where 
if you are willing to make your stats bigger than the other guys, you can trounce them, but you right. have to do a lot of repetitive things. Uh, FromSoft has all of those things in one game, and you kind of need all of them at different times. And if you get too tunnel-visioned on one thing, or if you get too focused on the game is this, I think you're going to have a worse time. You kind of have to embrace the fact that it is everything. It is kind yeah. of what you make it, right? That's kind of so, what I was saying. Yeah. yeah, like, it's it's not so much... Like, there there was a boss fight, or or a red phantom, I should say, that I just beat my head against. And I didn't have to do that, but that was the way that I wanted to tackle that challenge. Mm -hmm. What is great about Elden Ring is people are like, oh, you can go away and you can... You can do things if you want to. You can raise your stats. And it's like, yeah, you can. And that will completely change how that environment is for you. But you can also just kind of play it like an action. Like, you can beat anything pretty much at any point if you have enough grit and determination, right? right? And so right. It's, it is both of those ideals together at any one time. And so you talk about, like, cheesing enemies or being some jank. And it's like, yes, sometimes, but you can't rely on jank to get through the entire game, right? Like, there are going to be times where it's like, okay, you need to know how to roll here, or you need to know, like, the effectiveness of spells, or you yeah, need yeah, to yeah, know yeah. how to aggro enemies. Like, Well, it's yeah. because there is the uh, that open-world element of freedom that comes with some jank naturally by giving you so many options, but there's also extremely fine-crafted encounters mm -hmm. that don't leave any room for something like that, mm -hmm. yeah. where it's like, yo, you're in this boss fight with an extremely detailed boss, and it's like, you got to do this. You got to figure this out. You can't right. hide behind a rock or something and throw magic at it and just be okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that that's the thing is it gives you, sorry, it gives you these moments of where you could feel like you outsmart the game where you're like, ha ha, yeah, I did yeah. this. It gives you those small moments, but it won't hand you other things like that. So easily. That's, that's right. what I was trying to say. was like, not, not, not focusing in on, on jank, but focusing in on consistency, which gives you that, that freedom of, experimentation and you can't just rely on one thing but when you can exploit a trick because the rules are consistent it's fun and it feels cool and they're fine right. with that they're not yes. they're not they're not trying to like cover their put makeup on a, on the pig or whatever you know right and man it's it's such a hard point to articulate because i think i'll articulate it and then i'm like well it's not really quite what i mean uh because like you said the key phrase there, Brad, which is which is handcrafted. Mm. And you said another phrase, Isla, about the, the game being fair, playing by its own rules. And I actually think it's fundamental to understanding Ellering that sometimes it's not fair. Like, yeah. sometimes you get put in a situation where, you know, the dealer has the clear advantage, right? But I think that that is what makes these games magical is because that that player experience curve is is all over the place, right? And that unpredictability and that like cause and effect being different depending on how you approach something or when you approach something is what makes it exciting, yeah. right? Like you mentioned Stormvale Castle. Stormvale Castle, if you crit path it, it's hard. It's a hard ass bitch. <laughs> it's hard. It's extremely difficult. But if you play it in a completely different way, you will have a different experience, right? And so I think that that is, that is what's so important. And I think it's why it's discouraging when people are like, oh, like they're just so focused on like, I just want to have fun or I just want to be able to get through things without having to try them over and over again. And it's like, 
that's not really what this game is trying to do. It's trying to, like, at any given moment, give you something special in a completely different way. A moment might be special because it took you 100 times to get through it, and then on that 100th time you feel triumphant. A moment might be special because you found a way to cheese it, and you're like, did anybody else think of this? Right, A moment right. might be special because you killed a, a hard thing and got a super powerful you know, spell or weapon that made a previously uh, hard section easy. And so it's like all of these variables are what make Elden Ring special. I think people get too hyper-focused on one thing. Elden Ring is not just a game of hard bosses. Mm. It's not just a game of, you know, cheese or jank. It's, it's all of these things together at completely different times that make it so cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I said this in my review also. I definitely think it's one of the greatest open world games ever made. Yeah. And I think people are going to be taking notes on this design for a while. It it does feel like that. It feels like there there is some some breaths of fresh air, like Breath of the Wild, like this, where it's like little things, and, and something comes out, and you're just like, oh, okay, yep. Mm-hmm. The game has changed now. Like yeah. Things are going to be different after this. And I hope people take notes. Video Game Donkey's video on Horizon Forbidden West is really funny. I mean, he would say it better than I do. But, you know, I didn't... That game wasn't really for me, but it's, like, fine. There's no shade on that game. But, Mm -hmm. like, his sentiments on it were so funny because it's, like, these games need to be done now. Like, the, Mm. the just, like, endless talking, get a quest, go here, do the thing kind of loop... He's he was saying he was tired of it, and I am too. And I know that a lot of people aren't, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. But this game, the way it's doing open world, is refreshing. It's like yeah. you said, it's one of the best I've played. It's funny because I've been. It's kind of it's kind of like Death Stranding in a weird way, where it's mm. like that one obviously has way more talking and gives you things directly to do, but it also lets you kind of just like explore and see weird shit. I've been dipping my toes into Horizon Forbidden West and like, man, I absolutely don't think I'd be comfortable saying a statement like that. Like, do I like Elden Ring more so far? Yeah, for sure. But I still think Horizon Forbidden West is a super well-crafted game yeah. in a completely different Definitely. way. It's it very I, different. I feel yeah. like they're, yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like they're, they're Again, I wasn't saying it's a bad my, game. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not I get my it. favorite kind of game. Like, yeah. I beat Horizon yeah. and yeah. I think it's really good. It does what it sets out to do well. Part of the reason I like Horizon is because people are talking at me a lot and they're giving me lore like directly, like they're mm-hmm. taking it and they're handing it to me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this lore is really interesting. Like they really put a lot of effort into crafting this this world and all of the tribes and the rules of which the tribes live by. And it's like, it's almost like I'm at like a museum and somebody is telling yeah. me about a great civilization that I didn't know anything about. It's like, it's very direct, yes, yeah. but I'm enjoying learning. Whereas... I I honestly I have I've been paying attention I swear yeah, to God. Yeah, I have oh, no yeah. idea what the fuck is going on in Elden Ring I have no Sophia idea. Sophia was like, "What's the story?" Yeah. And I was like, "Ah." Uh. Okay, so there's something about fingers. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Yeah, I'm right. starting to figure that one out. But like, right. it, it's actually kind of the museum analogy is really good. Like, yeah. Horizon is like going on a tour at a museum. Yeah, Elden Ring is about just kind of wandering the exhibits and picking up what you can without reading anything. Uh, Elden Ring is like <laughs> going to the actual site. Of yeah, the right. landmark. Yeah, it's like, Going, getting accidentally teleported like back in time. A pocket yes. knife. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right, have yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then try to 
figure out where, yeah. what the hell's going on without right. getting murdered as a witch. You will learn about war by being at war. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoopsie. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's I, 572 now, and you live here forever. I think there is a natural impulse, and everybody has preferences, right? And so this is where it comes from to get attached to something and be like, this is the way. Yeah. And it's like, well, I. There are multiple ways here. Like oh, yeah. I think, I think homogeny I think, is almost never good. I, I think Horizon and Elden Ring are kind of proving in equal measure that there's a valid approach to yeah. different artistic directions. Yeah, yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're both open world games that do things completely different from yeah. each other. Yeah, I think that's totally fine and great. And Donkey was yeah tongue in cheek. I'm sure he's a cheeky guy. Yeah, I love Donkey. Um, Horizon. Just Horizon. There was something else I wanted to say about Elden Ring. Oh, you talked about um, it rewriting the rules on on the open world. And I think that that's such an interesting statement because, yes, but the way that it's doing it is like it's sort of taking a lot of the good things about souls, applying them to an open world, but then being more than just that combination of two things. It doesn't lose really anything in the transition that made those souls so special. Which is shocking. Which is shocking. Yeah, that's yeah. like what I was worried about when this game was yeah, first announced. I'm like, open world? Like, oh man, how are you going to design all this stuff? It's like, well, it's a lot. just keep playing that game. This game is massive with lots of stuff in it. Well, and like, that's the that's the thing I come back around to what I kind of said before is like, and about the consistent rule set. I guess consistent rule set is, is better than fairness because fairness isn't real. But like, uh, FromSoft just they're just so wise they just make good game design decisions and that holds true for open world and it's like I don't know why I doubted them I was pretty worried like I was like I was like how are you gonna do that what what I like about FromSoft is they have this sort of big dick attitude where it's like our inspiration is ourselves. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like yeah, exactly. I, 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 we play so many games and on this rare ourselves podcast. Ourselves are this weird, rare poem from yeah, the 1600s. Right. It, we, like, we play, we play so many games, and we have discussions on this podcast where it's like, okay, this game is taking the best parts of this and the best parts of this, and it's right. mixing them together. And you can, like, so many games wear their their mm-hmm. inspirations on their sleeve, and that is that is not a bad thing. That can lead to absolute masterpieces. I think Hollow Knight is a, is a great example of what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. When I play Elden Ring, the only thing that I have in my mind are other works from software yeah. has done. Yeah. Yep. And like, I can almost see the 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 meetings that they have with each other, where they're like, okay, what are our inspirations? Our inspirations are Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and like they. <laughs> Their frame of residence is nothing else because it doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, There's man. like a thoughtful pause and then someone else in the room is like, and Sekiro. Right, and then, right. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, yes. And like Armored Core? Ah, oh, yes, yeah. I, I play uh, a lot of video games with my wife and there are moments, like, because she didn't grow up playing video games. She's mm-hmm. not as invested in video games as I am where she's like, well, how did you know that, that that was going to happen? Or how did you know that that boss was going to take three hits? Or, right. or like, how did you know how to solve that puzzle? And it's like, well, I know a lot of other games have, have done that. And this gets back into the, like, they're so aware of my own gamer psychology. The first, like, literally the first area in the game that you're in. It's one of my favorite moments in the game. So if you don't want to hear it, there are timestamps in the description. But I have to say this example to really hammer home this point. There's this, like, imp statue. And at first you're like, I don't know what this is for. And then you're like, stone sword keys go in there. 
I haven't gone like, back to that one yet. Tell me. I'll be vague. It's pretty. It's early. Boop, boop, but it's right. You can say it. Okay. But once I learned, like, oh, the stone sword keys goes into this imp statue, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go back to the first area and put it in there. Like, that's where I'm going to spend my first stone sword keys because it's in the first it's area. In the first I area. assume it's something really hard. So it's going to be something chill. I'm just going to walk in. I'm going to get my items. Like, I was so convinced at how things would play out. Yeah. And then it wasn't that. And I was like, oh, it's going to be just like a super tough boss. It wasn't that either. Yeah, Whoa. And what it, what it was, I was like, I was like spiraling out of control because it's a thing <laughs> and then it's another thing and then it's another thing. And I was just like, you have mind fucked me that. so hard yeah. that like everything <laughs> I know about video games is wrong. You're Damn. like, oh, what's this? Oh, I'm dead in one hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But oh. like. The way that you're dead in one hit and the way that you have to combat it is so, it's so genius. Yeah, it's so fun. Oh Shit, dude, it's I gotta fun. go open that one. Yeah. No, I've opened a lot of the other ones. It's but, a trip. It's yeah. a trip. There's, it's, there's stuff like that later on. Have, oh, you, uh, have you gone underground? I mean, technically, yes, but Save it. I don't know what you're... So, never mind. Save okay. It. Don't need to go there. Okay. Have you seen bears? I have seen, yes. They're terrifying, right? Yes. Yeah. I still haven't killed a bear, actually. I, mean, I, yeah. I haven't even tried. I was running away yeah. from bears. Mm -hmm. Found something cool. Check it out. What if I would say that's <laughs> most of the game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I found something cool. Check hey, it out. Hey, I found something cool. Maybe take a look. Every second of it feels like that. It's so good. There's a tower, and you read a thing, and it's like, check out these three things. Mm -hmm. And then you think to yourself, like, oh, okay, like, I have to scour the land, and then when I find these things, yeah. I'll come back. No! <laughs> the answer's right there! They're right there! Yeah, those it's, are... It's so amazing! There's riddle towers. Oh, my God. Have you... Have you... Oh, my God. Have you encountered anything that, that is triggered only at certain times of day? So... I want to flip something over. <laughs> No, but that's why the message system is so good. And Dude, like, there's a thing I want to tell you about that only happens at night don't in tell the me. first area. Don't tell me. Oh, no, I won't. I know I'm it's wild. saying spoiled things, but don't want to be spoiled. But Well, the the messaging, yeah, where it's Life like... Life isn't fair. Where it's like, try rain or whatever. And I'm like, something happens only when it rains? Right. Like, what? Well, the, the messaging system... Brad's knowing smile. <laughs> like, shut up! The messaging system is so... Don't look at me. Brad. Great, right? And you... you had that statement where you're like, this is rewriting the rules of open world games. And I'm like, well, it's just kind of Dark Souls in an open world. But the implications that that has are fascinating because the messaging system, by being so unrestricted and yet restricted at the same oh, yeah. time, it is extremely helpful and a good compass, yeah. but it can also destroy you. Try fingers, butthole. M yes. A lot of that. <laughs> There's a lot of just nonsense. There's a lot of people intentionally trying to kill you. Oh, yeah. And then there's people genuinely trying to help you and give you advice. My favorite is when it goes post-ironic, where it's like, a message is clearly a troll, but then it's not a troll. <laughs> and then someone puts a message after the thing that made you realize it wasn't a troll that right. makes the whole thing a joke. Right. And it's just like... How, we're all like playing this asynchronous message joke game together, yes. and it's so funny. I think Miyazaki is Thanos because it, it's like because he was right. 
Because he was right, yes. <laughs> and because things are always like weirdly balanced in an, in an eerily like almost perfect way where it's like if this message system had made like one different choice, yeah, it would like ruin the game. That's right? what I was talking about before. It would, it would, if you just did one thing different, yeah. if ever I feel like I feel like that with everything in the game, where it's like could, if this one thing was different, would this game be worse? I don't know. If you could write whatever you wanted, right, and you could be explicit, yeah. oh yeah, that would it would suck. be terrible. That would it, suck. Would suck. it would suck. And so you're you're left in kind of this equilibrium. We are never quite sure how helpful the messages are. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like the NPCs. Like, there are times oh, yeah, where you're like, yeah. the way that you're talking, I think I should kill you. Yeah. But yeah. I don't want to regret that for the rest of I've my life. I've been fooled right? in the past. And that's, it's, that's the game. Yeah, this is so much game. doubt. Yeah, there's so much but doubt. But there's also moments where you're so sure, and sometimes you are right. But Yes. Yeah. Yes, but I think, I, I think that that's... That's what I'm getting at, is like this game is so okay with that doubt. Yep. It takes pride in the doubt that it instills in you. Yes. And it makes you really uncomfortable, makes you really unsure. But if you knew everything all the time, it wouldn't be exciting. Yeah. Like, it makes you realize how sick you are of playing games where you're like, yeah, that turned out how I thought it would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I cannot wait till some of y'all get some bosses and Ugh. some other areas later on. Like, What's Woo, this game. I feel like I've killed so many bosses. I really do. And I must still be at the beginning well, there's, of the game. I mean, you're only 16 hours in. I'm you're doing probably you. a lot of the mid-tier bosses that you find in, like, dungeon stuff. Still cool. Yeah. Those but aren't even the big like, boys. No, I'm saying, yeah. like, even, like, big story cutscene bosses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Like, absolutely. there was a big story cutscene boss yeah, yeah, yeah. that was, like, insane. Where it was, mm -hmm. like, what you're doing is just so fucking cool and mechanically so rich and interesting. The one I'm on is it's bonkers constant, right now. It's nuts. A constant thing. But the thing is, is like, there's also part of me where I, like, I'll log into Elden Ring and I'll be like, I'm just going to go over the same areas I've already been to mm -hmm. 10 times just to make sure I get <laughs> yeah, the same. Well, yeah, yeah. And I love that. Well, and I know, might go over 10 more times. I'm on my second playthrough and it's like, I'm finding a lot of new stuff I missed the first time just because I'm like, being extra thorough because I'm familiar with a lot yeah. of the world now, but it's yeah. like I'm noticing things I didn't notice before. And it, oh, it just, it just fucks you so hard because yeah, like, sure does. Like in in the, the the opening area, I was like, okay, I've got all these sites of grace. Like I'm I've, I'm pretty covered. Like I think I've gotten everything. And I like I'll go in an area and I'll be like, okay, there was nothing there. But then, just this one little place. There'll be something magical. I'm mm -hmm. like, all right, I gotta check again. Yep. And I love that. Just gotta check. There's some weird things in the early areas that I still don't. And I've seen other things that are similar to them, but I still don't know how to figure out like these things. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to say anything, but like I assume it's gotta be a time of day or a weather thing. But like another thing I wanted to say before we moved on was like From's always been really good at this, but this game I think, because of the nature of the open world and like finding your own storylines feels like you have more ownership ownership even though a lot of time it's very structured but like you can find so many little stories with npcs and stuff that are just so tragic or tender mm -hmm. or funny and they're all just so good and it's such a good counterbalance to the the violence to the yeah. to the gameplay like i think that it's such a complete package 
Well, it's, it's so nice. It's just so okay with being consistently disruptive. And mm. and again, like going back to that same point, you realize like even in great video games like Shin Megami Tensei Five, the the way that you the the structure of a of a side quest right is you talk to somebody, you do a thing. Or you like make a choice, and th- yeah. I'm not saying that they're all strictly the same, but there is a there is a there is a structure there. Yeah. And like even the the tiniest things in Elden Ring, you'll talk to somebody, they'll say like a keyword, right? And you won't think anything of it. It'll just, it'll filter somewhere in the back of your brain, and then later on, perhaps much later, depending on how you play the game, you'll get an item, and you'll be like, wait a minute, yeah. And you'll go back to that person, and they'll be like. Oh, thank you. But then it's not it's not always that, right? It's not always like some distant quest. I'll talk to somebody and then I'll talk to another character and they'll be like, "Do you want to ask them about this?" And so it's just like, I just have no idea what to expect, yeah. right? And it's that that the tiny disruptions that make it feel like anything is possible. It's so cool. I love video games, dude. Like I'm just thinking about like <laughs> I love this game. That's all I'm well, willing I to like, say at this I time. I mean, I love Elden Ring, yeah. but like I'm thinking about SMT5, right? Like there's a video game where the word quest and side quest, if I remember correctly, are literally yeah. in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it says, like, this is a side quest. Yeah, the quest log. I'm going to yeah. go tell you to go get that, and you come back to me. And it's sweet. It's awesome. I mm-hmm. love doing it. And then this is a game, Elden Ring, where, like, you don't even have a journal. None of it is tracked. You, mm-hmm. you meet some weird guy, and then, like, five hours later, you're, like, in an innocuous mine, and then you stumble upon him again, and he's like, oh, I got lost. Ha-ha. Yeah. I'm on my way. And you're like, fucking A. I didn't expect to see you down here, but okay. Yeah. Like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> it, and both are great. Video games. It's just not relying on the same trick over and over again. And, right. like, the, the balance of it is so great because I was worried when I was like, okay, like, I want to play this really slow. I want to go over every nook and cranny. Is that going to get to a point where it's like, well, I just wanted to, because this happens, right? Like, Pokemon drives me insane where I'm like, <laughs> listen, the point of your game is to catch things, right? I want to catch things and I want to get the items. And then I do that and I blow through the entire game and it drives me nuts because I'm not like necessarily actively trying to grind. I'm just, just feel like I'm playing your game. In Elden Ring, I can explore, explore as slow as I want to and, like, it gets to a point with the level scaling where it's like, yeah, you're killing a ton of enemies, but the, the runes that they're giving you, like, this is this is not grinding. Like, you're not yeah. going to get ten levels from this. Right. Yeah. Right? And so it gets to a point where it kind of evens out where it's like, yes, you can explore, but that isn't a crutch. And then I got teleported to another area, and it's like, oh, I can get a thousand runes from these guys. I can grind here if I want. But also, they one-shot me. Right. Right? And so it... Like, I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying you can't grind. You can very easily grind. But there's enough thoughtfulness to it where, like, I feel like that has to be a conscious choice. Exactly. They give you the freedom to do it if you want. Yeah. But you can't rely on it forever. And by the nature of the game, you... You're rewarded for following your curiosity. Yes. Be that with incidental leveling up or interesting story things or weird discoveries. Yeah, they give you good rewards in this game where you it trains you to be like I should check everything. Yeah. I'm like I could miss something. Well, and like there's so much, the balance of like how cool all the items and weapons and spells and armor and stuff are, it makes you, there's like a 
there's a tinge of disappointment when you get a prayer book or whatever. Like I don't, I'm not a faith build, so I can't use them. But at the same time, it seems so cool that I'm like, God, I got to level up faith now. Like, ah, I went through the same thing. I got to level up everything. And as somebody who tread the other path, faith is pretty fucking cool. Faith is <laughs> sick, dude. I'm a Dex Int build, and I'm I'm just talking like basic fireball. Oh has yeah, been awesome. Yeah. I'm like going through the world. I'm yeah. literally like Wolverine because I'm using yeah. these like plus seven claws. Yeah. And I ping people with magic, and it's sick, and it's awesome, and I'm still like, yeah. I could be shooting fire out of my eyes, though. That sounds yeah, cool. Yeah, it's like, well, <laughs> the amount of times I've gotten a weapon, I'm like, Arcane? I'm like, oh, man, yeah. Arcane build sounds yeah. kind of cool Yeah, now. yeah dude. <laughs> well, there was this one gonna play the game seven super times. hard enemy that I fought, and he had this really cool move that he did. And then when I killed him, I got this thing. And it was like, this requires 27 faith. And I'm like, I'm not even close to that. Ever since then, I'm like, I shouldn't put 27 points into faith. But, man, I really want to. <laughs> you want to see it. Zero and everything And I else. love that tug. I, I yeah. want to, to like, feel pushed or feel regret or, or be tempted by, mm-hmm. by other possibilities. I got a spell, and it was like... 60 or 70 int and I was like yeah, holy dude. shit yeah I just <laughs> got one that. I just yeah. got one that was oh, yeah. 57 and oh, I was like dude. and I was like fucking what I had like 70 something strength on my first I should just let it stall right now cause I'm gonna want as soon as it I was, get that 57 it looked it sounds super sick sounds and I was crazy. like well it's that in 20 hours I guess well and like but but it ah uh, it, I fought it. I fought a boss, or not a boss, an enemy yeah. that had this crazy, weird other kind of magic that I'd never seen anywhere else in the game. And I was like, okay, I've played these games before. I assume eventually I can get some of that. And I was fighting another one of his, that kind of people, mm-hmm. and he was harder, and he kept killing me. But I kept going back just kind of on principle because I was like, I need to beat this guy. Yeah. And then I got one of those spells, and I was like, that's right. I was really looking forward to this. And it's just so neat that I don't know. I love this game. I'm I'm happy that that there are weird, freaky magic int int based spells too. A lot of freaky stuff. You get you see weird, freaky faith based spells earlier that are weird and crazy mm-hmm. looking. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the sense that the weird, crazy um, magic intelligence based stuff you find in different areas like a little later because like I've seen stuff that's like referring to other places that I haven't been to mm. yet and I'm like okay that's where the weird shit comes from I need like apostate dark magic that's what I'm after uh, you said uh, that you're rewarded for your curiosity and that's that's absolutely true like there, the, the, the curve again is all over the place because sometimes you can just like go in a direction and they'll be like Good job. Thanks for going this direction. Here's a golden seed. Yeah. And it's like, you do nothing. You just mm, go just up and you click the thing. Yeah, yeah. There's no trick. There's no rug being pulled out from under you. Yeah. But sometimes, equally as often, you are punished for your curiosity. Where there was a moment where I was like, I know a bad thing is going to happen if I do this. I know it. It. The game is screaming in my face, don't do this. But uh, like, I have to hit the I red button. <laughs> and then the bad thing happened. And I was like, I deserve this. You know? And so... I think that that is so important. Is you can't you can't always have treats at the end of the road. Like yep. sometimes you need to have that slap in the That's face. That's what's great about to it. make the yeah. treats good. It's because it does such a good job of balancing that where you're never sure about one thing. Yeah. Yes, the you item there could an ambush easy just to walk up and get, yes. or it could be an ambush. Yes. Yeah. And it's not necessarily like an ambush in the normal way. Maybe where you yes. think where a guy's going to jump out. Maybe some weird trap will hit you yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And or then the ground like, will fall through. It will fall through the ground or something. 
And then it makes it even funnier with the messaging system on yes. top of that. Because yeah. it's like, FromSoft is doing it, and it's beautifully balanced, and it makes you never sure, and you're, you're thinking everything is an ambush, even if it's not. And then some guy is telling you maybe the opposite of what's real, oh. or maybe the real thing. And you're okay. just like, ah! Playing through this right now is, is so fun. Playing yeah. through, like, a From Software game pretty close to release. Like, this this game is not figured out yet. Yeah. I've looked up how to get different endings. I don't know how to do them yet mm-hmm. for a lot of them. And just seeing how much, like, messages there are around, it's so cool. You get this feeling yeah. of camaraderie of all these players either trying to help each other out yeah, or screw each other over yeah. for laughs. It's so great right now. <laughs> the zeitgeist is my favorite thing about From Games besides everything we've been talking about for an hour. Like, I love that. I love finding some weird thing in the basement of a ruin and look, trying to look it up, and everybody else is just like, yeah, what's the deal? And everyone's like, I don't know. Sick. I can, <laughs> I completely agree with you. The zeitgeist is, is intoxicating. I feel like just because I've been through so many of these games, I'm actively... Try, it's hard because I think there is such joy in watching somebody approach something a different way. I don't fault anyone for doing it, but I've been trying to not look up anything yeah. like i've been trying to purposefully i think i've done it twice because um, i was like what do i yeah. use this <laughs> and there's, for? there's there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that uh because when i played the network test one thing that i walked away from was like and I, again i don't think this is bad this is in the game i'm not shaming anybody who does this but i was like if i summon other people i'm it's gonna be a different fight in a way that i'm not gonna like because mm-hmm. there was a network test boss that i fought and then I was struggling against it, and I was like, okay, I'll summon. I want to get through this. And I was like, I wish I wouldn't have done that. And so then I fought them again solo, and I was like, okay, like that was more satisfying for me. And so I, I love that I had that option there. And I was worried because there's this new thing where you can summon, like, spirits. Yeah. And I was like, Dark Man, Souls Pokemon. this sounds so cool. I'm, I am collecting all yeah. of these weird things. Yeah, yeah. Right, and so, like, I got a jellyfish. It's like, what is the jellyfish? I have to see what the jellyfish does. And I was worried that if I did that, it would basically be, like, summoning and take away the challenge. And it super doesn't. It does help. It's a tool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It can be useful. It can win you a fight. But it's not like summoning where you have another player. Yeah. It's like it fits into this nice middle ground where it's like, yeah. okay, I can use this. And it feels completely different than if I summon. Most of the time, the utility is just something else for the boss to lock on to. Well, and different (laughs) bosses with different attacks. Like, sometimes I'll summon them, and it's like, well, that was all my FP, and Mm -hmm. they were dead in two hits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is sometimes, like, yeah, you can use these summons to help you do damage, but, man, if you run out of FP, like, my first playthrough... I had like no FP. I had enough to summon the wolves, and that was about yeah. it. Yeah. So I used <laughs> That's them. What I, have. I used yes. them the entire game, pretty much. FP. But it's like I started like using my weapon arts on some other occasions. I was right. like, man, these are so good. Yeah. But the wolves are so good. But like, I can do two of the cerulean flasks for more right. FP. But I'm like, I might need that healing. The constant balance. The of, constant balance. I don't know what to do. Well, like I have a. I have refused to switch out my weapon arts yet, not because I doubt that they're really good, but because the one I have is so good. Where yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to, lo- I don't want to lose this. Don't worry, you're gonna get some. You're like, well, that sounds really cool. Yeah, no, <laughs> I already have some that sound yeah. really cool. And dude, there's one I found in the preview. Uh, so after the network test, I got to do a seven hour preview. Yeah. That was the full game. Must be nice. Uh, yeah, it was. I think I accidentally talked in the preview about an area that I wasn't supposed to talk about, but uh, I just said it gets weird. That's all I said. But um. There was a there was a weapon art that I found in the preview that I still haven't found and it was so good and I oh, don't remember I where that. it was. Today. The, 
Yeah, I can tell you later. Okay. Um, I have a different one where I heal from critical hits, which is pretty oh, sick. Oh, I have a medallion that's a medalli- that does that. Yeah, that's yeah a I have yeah. a talisman that does that, but I had a weapon art. Are they medallions or talismans? Talismans. Uh, there I are... thought talismans were what you used to, for faith. That's, that's a seal. That's old, that's old school, like Dark Souls. Yeah. Okay. They're called seals, I think, in this Whatever. one. Whatever. The names, it's, yeah, it's the name, confusing. Yeah. Yeah, runes are souls. Yeah, yeah runes, runes are souls. souls. Yeah. There was a meme I saw that was like, uh, it was like the the Drake face or whatever. He's like, no, and it's like uh, bonfire, grace, shrine, yeah. lantern, I, and then it was like, and then it was the yes, and it was just bonfire, 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 bonfire. I I don't remember exactly how the interaction had, but my wife was like, "Is that a bonfire?" And I'm like, "Well, technically, it's a sign of grace. Yes, it's a bonfire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, same, thing. Just, same thing. Same like, thing. What am I saying? <laughs> what, 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 what? Why? <laughs> yes, you are absolutely correct. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was something. It wasn't it was, the exact wording, but it was some. What's really some funny is when I lost my like runes. Mm-hmm. Runes. I, I lost my runes, and I was like, "Shit, my echoes." No, wait, my soul. No, my runes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like, um, one last thing that I want to say about the the summoning the NPCs thing that I like about Elden Ring's design is I feel like more so than other Souls games, there are moments where it's like. Oh, like you're really taking advantage of the space. It's not that any one of these enemies is hard. There's just an alarming number of them. Oh, yeah. And so the spirits can just help you deal with volume in a really cool way where it's not yeah. even like, oh, they're one-shotting or whatever, but it's just like, or or you can use how much space you have in this gigantic world to slowly use stealth yeah. or throwing knives. Like throwing knives for me in this, mm-hmm. I feel Crazy. like are way more useful yeah. than, Kunai are like than they usually are. Super powerful yes, sometimes. Really good. Like, or you we could just talk about the crafting system. You could just ride yeah. torrent now if you want yes, instead. You could just <laughs> for yeah, a lot of things. The <sighs> options. I'm yeah, crafting out. is pretty cool. I, I I mostly ignore it. And then sometimes it comes in clutch where I'm like, I wonder if I could do this. And then I try it and I'm like, okay, sick. That's exactly how I want it to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and that's how it should be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We've been talking about Elden Ring for an hour and eight minutes. <laughs> One more <laughs> to go. It's like Woo! half the episode. All right. Um, we're going to break this up uh, with some wonderful sponsors. Uh, but before we do that, let's get into this sizzle. I, this long eldering discussion is like completely throwing me off my game. So this question, and we don't have to spend an eternity on it. We live in a post Elden Ring world. Boy, do we. What direction would you like to see From Software go for their next game? Oh. Um, there's that rumored like mech game that could mm-hmm. be Armored Core. That sounds pretty sick. I think Eldering is such like a it's like the peak of all their design. Maybe something a little more different this time around. It's it's funny because, like, and I, I guess another thing, like I said, and I, I kind of said a similar thing to a similar question, but, like, From Software has my utmost confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I want them to do next is whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Usually always. Yeah. Like... Correct. That's, that's the real answer. Right. That's the yeah. real answer. My fun answer is, like... Something, something crazy. Like, do like a straight up like horror game, but like, ooh, that's a platformer or something. It's just something bonkers. I wasn't even thinking about that, but a straight up pure horror experience, yeah, could be really interesting. Um, the first thing that popped in my head, right? I already, I know they did Deracine yeah. VR, oh, but yeah. I'd be I'd be interested to horror Deracine see. <laughs> 
them take the principles of VR and apply it, and you take what the, the foundation of Souls and and apply it to VR. And like, Whoa. this is not a fully formed idea, but imagine like you avoiding boss attacks by like ducking, oh you know, God. like or just yeah, from just, soft Beat Saber, you just yeah, make you, a, you hold out your shield. Or yeah, something. you just do Kingsfield in VR. Yeah, dude. I, I just that that idea I think could be mm-hmm. really Super fascinating. Cool. Yeah, that'd be great. The other thing, which is uh, I think a little bit more generic, uh, obviously they're they're masters of fantasy and then you know like gothic horror fantasy. I would be kind of curious if they went full sci-fi, space souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like mm-hmm. your your open world is different planets. Oh my god, that would be sick. And you right? have a customizable ship. Like the the round table hold is your ship. You customize your shit. Like, yeah. Mass- Dude, Dark Souls Mass Effect? Damn. And then, like, just as an extra cherry on top, you have to decide, like, this planet lives or dies. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. That sounds fun. And there's only one way to save it, but it's by yeah. making a deal with, like, the, the, the most evil people, yeah, yeah. like, the Dark Wraiths or whatever, and you're like, but oh. wait, are you right? Like, yeah. Galactic Souls sounds awesome. Oh, my God. I think I like that idea better than the VR one. I do, too. Um, this sizzle is brought to you by some wonderful shout-out to your patrons. Uh, I th- after I read off these sponsors, give me your best, any character from Elden Ring. Your best, or even really just your From Software VO delivery. Okay. Uh, to say shout-out. So shout-out to L. Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, Nick and Raymond Wheeler the Third. Shout out! Shout out! Tarnished out! You Brad, are very I feel like warm. I just heard yours and then <laughs> imitated yours. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, yours came out more Hank Hill kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout, Shout out, out! Tarnished. Shout out. Damn it, Bobby! This tear ain't right. I have gone. My character in Elden Ring is is no armor, two handed, because I can't. I, if I equip armor, I roll too slowly. It's just it's I think wonderful. I've blocked three times in the mm. entire game so far. Like, yeah. I don't know why I do it to myself. It's just more fun for me. The 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 light load speed. The free yeah. is there. To it. Yeah, I love it. I, I gotta go fast. All right, we are finally gonna move away from Elden Ring. Uh, Brad, you have been playing a game that I didn't hear about until the group stream, and then you guys were like, "It's like a more violent Castlevania," and I was like, "Yes, please." Uh, but I haven't checked it out yet, and that is Infernax. Yeah, so let me clarify that. It is a more violent Castlevania 2, specifically. Specifically 2, not 1 or 3 or anything I'm not the biggest fan of Castlevania 2. Neither am I. I actually <laughs> don't like Castlevania 2 at all. I think it has some cool ideas, but everything else sucks about it. Yeah, I've never, I've never been motivated to play all the way through Castlevania Infernax 2. Infernax is... Here's the ideas from Castlevania 2, but we're going to make the world actually more enjoyable to go through and not a miserable trudge okay. through <laughs> darkness. Does it have unskippable text that appears very so, frequently? There's like a day and night kind of like screen that is very much like doing the Castlevania 2 thing, but it's a lot quicker. It has a lot of the stuff you expect, day and night cycle, towns you go get quests from. You go, there's like the mansion kind of things that are essentially the mansion of Castlevania 2, but there's no... So far, knowing bullshit like throwing holy water on the blocks to see if you're going to fall through them. Okay. So the whole premise of the game is you're a crusader coming back from the wars or whatever. Come back to your homeland. The whole land's infested with monsters and stuff like that. And you got to kill demons to help people out. Which One thing about this game that's different from 
Castlevania 2 is there's choices that you can make in the game. One of them is like early on some guy was holding like robbing some guy at a bridge. You can let him go or, you know, kill him probably. And there's consequences like I, I let him go and chased him off and he came back later for me and sold me stuff. There's oh. like small choices like that. Uh, the combat is super basic, like Castlevania. You got like a morning star instead of like your whip or anything like that. Got a few uh, spells you could use, the magic and um, some potions. In the L- footage that I've seen, um, the morning star looks like it has super super short yes, range. Yes, it does. Is that an issue? Uh, no. I think it like how everything's presented. Where I don't feel like I'm hindered because of it necessarily. Like the game is built around your. Gotcha. Your range and stuff like that. But there's like magic spells you can get to help you with that. Nice. The leveling is just Zelda 2 in the sense of oh. you level up, there's there's like power, health, or magic, and you pick one, and depending on what you level up, the next tier for that is more expensive. Gotcha. So if you do the damage one, it's like a thousand, it'll go up to maybe three thousand or something like that. So it's I actually hard like to, the simplicity of yeah. the Zelda 2 leveling. Yeah. yeah, me too. It's hard to like super invest sometimes in like one thing mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, maybe I should give myself some more health. Right. Uh, it's a challenging game. It's um, There's save points, and at these save points, you get your health back, and it saves your progress. But if you die, you go back to it. And mm-hmm. this can be kind of brutal in some of the dungeons, I guess. There's definitely points where I'm like, well, I made pretty far. I got some points to spend XP. I don't want to die yet because I don't want to lose everything. So I'm going to backtrack a little, little bit to, you know, get some safety in there real quick to save what I've gotten. Because I've died and lost, like, you know, 20 minutes. It's not the yeah. biggest deal. But there's also a, a more... like a, a lot. Yeah. There's, like, a more uh, there's like a more easy mode, I guess, available. You could change to it any time. But it, like, alleviates some of that. But what I like about this is the normal mode. It says, like, the it's, like, the developer's intent, essentially, with the design. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to play that mode. But I've played for like three hours. It's really fun. It's on Game Pass, too. If you yeah. if you have that, you can just check it out. It's <laughs> There is just a Castlevania 2 thing in there where I was mm. like, oh, they did that just to make fun of Castlevania 2. Nice. <laughs> but it's good. I'm having a good time with it. I wonder how I feel about it at the end, especially. But there's some cool bosses in there. Super gory, super violent, a lot of things. I know some people are turned off by stuff like that, but hey, I'm into that, so. Yeah, I am too. It definitely feels like it is um, hitting a lot of nostalgia yes, or like it preferences is. that I have. It is. Um, and so my question is, that's great, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I feel like there is a lot of 2D indie games that, mm-hmm. that have very specific inspirations, specifically, you know, Castlevania, Mega Man, yeah. Ninja Gaiden, um, so on and so forth. Um, that it's kind of like this feast. And so it's kind of gotten to the point where I feel like I can be very picky and choosy because, like, some crush it. And then some are like, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's hard for me to say for sure, especially because I haven't finished it yet. I don't know. But this is very much in the camp of someone like me who doesn't like Castlevania 2 but likes some of the ideas there. Gotcha. That flushes out better. Castlevania 2 but not bad. For me, yes. That sounds pretty compelling. Yes. So, yeah. Like, I think you would like it. You would have a good time going through it. Cool. Um, how is the soundtrack? Uh, fine. I don't really, like, remember any specific tunes in my head, but I don't, I remember everything being good, where okay. I'm like, oh, cool. But it's, I'm, it's not like, you know, the bloody tears or something like that, where you're like, whoa. What I'm fishing for here is, that does it have, like, a guitar riffy, or is it, like, more fantasy or um, chiptune-y? Or? It's like, it, it's Castlevania. Okay. So whatever you want to take from that. Okay. It reminds me more of that. 
like that's what this Some game of the best is. Music in the biz. <laughs> like it wears it on its sleeve and it's not afraid to show it, and I think that's fun. Um, you mentioned the the like losing progress and, and having the checkpoints. Is it does it have a Souls thing where if you die at a boss, you have to like get back to that boss, or do you start at the boss um, already? I'm trying to remember. I think you can get it back. I'm not exactly sure. I can't remember. It's been like a day or two since I've played it, but I sure. think there's some sort of recovery. Nice. Where I was definitely like, man, I died. I got to get this. I got to get back to this point. So probably. Do you feel like hungry to go back and finish it? Yeah, I want to go back and finish it. I think it's fun. It's it's been like really it it's been really fun playing this in between Elden Ring and stuff. Mm. I'm like, it's like a dark fantasy game again, but yeah. <laughs> eight bit and just a little more simplistic in its scope. Yeah. Like you know, there's gear you could buy and stuff which is cool and i like that and it's just just a quaint little adventure so far yeah i often feel that way like when i play a gigantic game or like a large rpg immediately after i'm like i want to play something that's like five hours long yeah i think this is probably like six hours sure. probably sure, sure i'd sure, estimate sure. do you think that dark fantasy or like i guess what what setting in that sense of the word genre do you think most has the most games made in it, you know? In like, dark fantasy? Do you think it's dark depends. fantasy? Is it sci-fi? Is it... Oh. It depends on how specific you get, right? right? Because if you really want to be a nerd about it, you can... Low fantasy. You can, you can, yeah, you can right. like, hyper-categorize fantasy. But I think if you're willing to speak in broad terms, I think fantasy, fantasy absolutely. takes it, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Like, giving that, I'd probably say dark fantasy would... Dark or high fantasy would, <laughs> would be the two contenders. It's so funny because think about, and I'm sure people will disagree with this, but there are countless fantasy games to play in, in countless genres. I'm never sick of, like, I yeah. never see fantasy and I'm like, yeah. oh, shucks. So That's why right. there's so many. Yeah. Well, it's a weird thing because, well. like, it it never quite feels the same. Like, like from software. Doing... sometimes it feels exactly the right. same and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Video games. Dude. Yeah. Right, because Elden... What's so... Oh, God, it, it's coming back. What's so great about Elden Ring is it's... <laughs> I like, was going to say Elden... Like, from top, and I was like, just stop, stop yourself. Just stop talking. It's, <laughs> it's just as much Bloodborne as it is Dark Souls right. in terms of, of aesthetic in a lot of ways. And you could jump like Sekiro. Yeah, you can jump. It's got it but all. But it's completely different. From My era. entire build is based on jumping. Let's talk about another fantasy game. Uh, Lost Ark. Oh, um, I played. I this? played an hour and a half of it. Yeah, that's actually what I was going to start off the bat with. <laughs> is you've played an hour and a half of it, and I want to just get your your very 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 initial take because I've been on Here's a roller coaster thing. with this game. Here's the. All right, all right. I I hopped in. I don't usually get into MMOs. Yeah. Yeah. But I always kind of want to. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which means I should just play fucking fourteen. Mm-hmm. But yes, the time sink terrifies me. Right. And I was watching the during the I think it was during the podcast that you were on talking about a Lost Ark two yeah. weeks ago three weeks ago, I was in there watching character ability videos like mm-hmm. a fucking League of Legends player right, mm-hmm. and I was like, who am I gonna be? And I was like, okay, assassin, death blade, whatever looked fun. So I got in, and the combat was really kind of cool. The the, the cooldowns awesome. for yeah. the the moves and the directional speed of it was really fun. And I was like, okay, yeah, there's there's a lot of promise here, and a lot of the learning curve seems high enough that it would be interesting for a long time. Yeah. But then just like, and I'd heard nothing. I've heard like really good things from from people, and like it's obviously very popular. So I was like, okay, it must be doing something new and fresh in the MMO space that makes it cool and for me what i'm always looking for is just 
into the action. Like, mm-hmm. like I think FromSoft does that really well. Like, you just get into it right away, and you don't have to sit through a bunch of BS. Yeah. You just start. Lost Ark feels... It's so weird, because the combat feels very modern, very now, you know, and then everything else feels 10 years ago. <laughs> like, the mission design, the way the women walk was hilarious. Like, obviously, I made, like, a sexy chick. Yeah. And, like, the hip swaying was so hilarious. And, like, I'm gay as hell, right? Like, I'm into it, sure. But it's just, like, the fuck? Like, (laughs) come on. It's what the people want. It's what the people want. Give them what they want. But And then just, like, the way the dialogue was written and how stilted the voice acting was, and they were only voice delivering voices on the first line of the paragraphs, and then, like, the mission design, like, yeah. go here, do this. Like, I didn't have to listen to what anybody said after a while because I knew that a little thing would just pop up and I'd go over there, and I was like, okay, this weepy priest character? Oh, yeah, okay, he's the bad guy. Who saw that coming? Like, and it, that's in the prologue. And, like, so it was a very interesting game where yeah. I, I uninstalled it, but it was, like... Really interesting because if it if it had just been like two percent the amount of talking that there was and fighting, yeah, I would have been like sick, yeah. Uh, and then I got an MMO from ten years ago with a really cool combat mechanic, and I was like, this yeah. isn't for me. Like, I, obviously MMOs haven't historically been my thing. Mm-hmm. I you know I've dipped my toes into Eve Online. I dipped my toes into fourteen. Elite Dangerous doesn't really count, but I played that. I played Guild Wars back in the day, but like. It's never really caught me the way it's caught Damiani or you guys, like where it's like yeah. you're beating this MMO, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously it's just not my bag, which is totally fine. But uh, yeah, you know what might be your bag? Final I'll- Fantasy XI. I I was a beta tester for that as a kid. I think, yeah. I think eleven would be too slow for you. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I was yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so I mean, yeah. it was slow for me but as a kid, it. but um, so I I. Had I not experienced what I experienced last night, I would have almost entirely agreed with you. Okay. And Lost Ark has been in- infuriating. <laughs> I've put I've put 13 hours into it. Okay. And it has been a roller coaster of emotions. Because um, like you said, uh, just to elaborate on your, your combat point, so I picked a gunslinger. And I'm okay, like, yeah. this design of this class is one of the coolest design classes that I've seen for like I I can't remember how long where it's like okay I have three different weapons that I have to switch between in the middle of combat they all have different purposes mm. and some of the abilities have quick time events in them like oh, you have fun. a rifle and you hold down the D key and it's like okay you have to release here and it's like that's easy to do there's nothing around you but in the middle of the fight it makes you think a little bit and so that's just one small example, but the constant switching and the utility of all the different skills makes it feel so active. And the cooldowns are honed in such a way where, like, you can't constantly spam, but they're not so long yeah. that you're not constantly doing things. I like that, yeah. It is just so smartly designed. I was like, this game is sick. The other thing that is so cool about the game is as you, you have a ton of skills, or at least the gunslinger has a ton of skills, I should speak from that perspective. 
when you go into your skill tree, as you level up a skill, it will take more points to get higher levels, but it incentivizes you into dumping those points because each skill has three tripods. That's and right, yeah. Yeah, so if you, if you get to this tier, you get the first tripod. If you get to the second tier, you get to this tripod, and it will do different things, right? So it's like, oh, it'll reduce the cooldown, or it will change this skill. And you can switch out those tripods at any time. But what's even better on top of that is at any moment, without needing to go to an NPC, without needing to consume an item, anything, you can just boop, open your menu, completely reallocate your skill points. Mm. So you're like, actually, I don't need the tripod for this thing. You can go all the way down, or you'd be like, oh, I want more points to get to this next level. You can do it on the fly. You can constantly switch. And so when you have moments where you're like, oh, I have one skill point left over, you don't mind putting it into something that you don't really care about because when you get your next level, you can just immediately reallocate that skill point. And so it's so that's nice yeah. flexible and lets you try out so many different things. Um, and that is really, really, really awesome. I love that. I wish more games would do that. And so I had this like huge rush of positivity with Lost Ark. And then I kind of got to this point where I'm like, this story is the most boring story <laughs> I'm, like, trying to pay attention. I'm trying to be engaged. But I feel like Lost Ark got into this bad habit of, like, you talk to somebody, you fight one mob, or you're just done. It's, like, kill, like, three things. Or even if it's, like, 15 things, you do it so quickly. That's, like, man, I don't even have really have a chance to flex, flex the combat system. And... I, I just was so bored to where I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep trudging on. And then I got to this dungeon. And this dungeon was really cool because it gave me hope because it had, like, really cool mechanics. Uh, it had a really cinematic presentation. And then the boss fight kind of threw something at me that I hadn't seen before. It was like, okay, pick up this mirror. He's invulnerable. Point it at the guy. Blow him up. It was just really awesome. Then I got back into the questing, and it was like, <laughs> go talk to this person, then go talk to these three people that will say one thing, and then go and kill these people that it, will t- it won't matter, and then go pick up these supplies and deliver them to this point. And it's like, it just, it, I was like, why are you going back into like all of your worst tendencies? Like, you have magic here. And I was, I was really getting discouraged, and I wouldn't play for long periods of time because I just kind of got bored. And I, I know that people are screaming, and they're like, the game doesn't even start until the end game. You don't even know. And it's like, you're probably right. And I will say an experience that totally validates that argument. Uh, but I was like, man, I just don't know if this is interesting enough for me to get to that point. Like, I just want I want the, com- the great combat to be flexed even harder. And then I did the Battle of Helm's Deep last night. And it was legitimately one of the coolest, like, cinematic experiences I've had in a video game in the last couple of years where I was just like in awe where it was as hype as watching the Battle of Helm's Deep in Two Towers again. And it was just a story quest and you go in and you're with this army and you're cleaving through just like tons and tons and tons of enemies and you get on this siege tower and you climb into the siege tower and then like a giant like boulder comes in and crashes you down and you have to climb up the ladder and then you get to a boss fight and 
you see a giant demon, and then that demon goes away, and then he gets resummoned in at the the, the bottom, and then the, this this king finally reclaims his throne, and the sun is shining, and you're against all the people, and you're like, this is really cool. I didn't care about this guy before, but I'm really glad that he has his throne back. And it was just so well presented and beautiful and fun, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna get to the end game. Like, and it's just, it's it's like. Lost Ark has put me in the Stockholm Syndrome, <laughs> where it's just, like, kind of boring for a really long period of time, and then it's amazing. And I'm like, if the end game is all amazing stuff, I really want to get there, because this has given me the faith that it will be that cool. And it's kind of the conundrum yeah. of NM- MMOs that you were talking about. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say, because that feels like that kind of old-school design, where it's like... I mean, maybe this is a hot take. I can't argue that that's a great game design where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 the first 50 hours suck, but when you get to the end game, it's awesome. And it's like, right. just don't do the first 50 hours. Just do the fun stuff and get there, you know? Like, why not? Right. So it is, it's such a weird conundrum where it's like, why are you padding out good, fun, well-thought-out game design with, like, horrible, antiquated fetch quests? It's so odd. Yeah, it... It Just take really, them out. It's it's really It's weird. like Realm Reborn, right? They 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 got it right they later. Trim the fat on and it. And they trim the fat and they're not afraid Something. to go back and adjust it. And that's what I that was yeah. the feeling I had when I was playing Lost Ark where I was like version 2.0 when they've cut all this dumb shit out will probably be sick. Well, it's it's so odd because I don't I really don't know why the leveling and maybe this will get more apparent as I keep playing. You know, I still have a long way to go. I totally acknowledge that, but it's like, you know, I've put 13 hours of my life into this. Yeah, game. Yeah. This, is, this is a considerable amount of time, and I'm I'm struggling to think why the leveling is the way that it is. Like, I don't, I don't understand. This game's older too. Like, it's a few years old. Yeah, yeah Korea's Wait, like a Ark year is? and a half ahead of uh, yeah. Oh, Lost Ark's not. Well, that explains yeah. everything. Well, because <laughs> it's it's like you could maybe argue that it's like okay, the the leveling is is simple and straightforward to get you accustomed to how your class plays. Mm. And it's like the quests that you're making me do are not teaching me how to play my class. I don't feel yeah. like I'm getting better. I don't feel like you are introducing mechanics in a way that is making this more interesting. When I do get to those big moments, like those big dungeons, right, or that big story moment, then I have mechanics that's like, oh, okay, I, I get what you're doing. I feel like I'm learning. I feel like you are throwing things at me that I need to pay attention to. But there's so much space where that isn't happening, yeah, right? And it's like, yes, you can explore, and they, they do have some of that, right? So you can get, like, treasure maps where it's like, if you go here, if you can find this place on the map, you can go here and do a little dungeon, or there are these seeds that you can find and collect. Um, so there's some of that, but, like, I'm not having those Elden Ring moments <laughs> where it's like, oh, I found something, and then that spirals into a super crazy, unexpected thing. And so it's like... Yeah, I almost wish you could truncate this in a way because that awesome stuff is there. Yeah. Um, but then that goes into, well, it is a free-to-play game where you can spend money, and so it's like making the oh, treadmill yeah. longer. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm convinced, of course, that my opinion is going to entirely change, you know, if I reach the end game. But just 13 hours in, it's it's been so weird because like i thought i was out and then last night i'm more in than i've ever been (laughs) yeah yeah so it's funny and there's there's no accounting for taste and there's no accounting for like like which games will do 
very similar things and you'll love it versus not liking it, right? Like, like if I think about three houses, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's all killer, no filler, unless you don't like the school parts. And then I imagine the game is boring as hell because mm-hmm. you're like, why am I talking to all these kids? Whereas I was like, I need to maintain these friendships. I care about this so much, right? And it's yeah. like triangle strategy is another example of that where it's like, it's very much in the lineage of uh, Final Fantasy Tactics where it's like, there's a lot of talking up front in this fucking game. Like, the, just the demo of yeah. Triangle Strategy, I think we're both around the same place, like yeah. Chapter 2, and I'm just like, I've done two battles, and I'm like four hours into yeah. this. <laughs> and there's just all talking, and I imagine once they set up the players and, you know, <laughs> it'll be more tr- more strategy and less yeah. triangle but yeah what's so, what's so fascinating about triangle strategy is it is extremely dense with its talking and its lore my god and it's weird because but like, i like it yeah i i've j- i've really just like dove into it and then pulled out because like i'll get through a, a dialogue have you seen i'm like that was really interesting. And then I'll put my switch in sleep mode where I'm like, <laughs> yes. I'm good. I'm good for right now. Put myself like, in it's sleep like, mode. It's, it's good, but it, sometimes it's just so dense that I'm like, I'm yeah. ready to take a break. It's, Triangle Strategy yeah. from the demo is a very sleepy game. Yes. But yes. in a nice way. <laughs> yes. In a nice way. It yes. feels like reading a book before it, going to bed. It feels like... In a nice it way. It feels like a documentary. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like I've put on yeah. Animal Planet yeah. and I want to fall asleep. Tell me about the salt iron war. <laughs> Please. Uh, what are the politics of this mountain yes. region? Uh, <laughs> so this is an arranged marriage. <laughs> I did like that the guy just told him straight up. It was uh, It's interesting. Yeah, no, it is. It it's is. interesting. It's interesting. I am interested yeah. in the salt iron yeah. war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the salt iron. I love that you remembered what it was called. Oh, oh my baby. god! Yeah. Um. Fucking triangle strategy, dude. Lo- yeah, Lost Ark is fascinating, and I, I like when I see people that are like, "This game is amazing." Like, I, I have some semblance of what they're talking right. about. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like, yeah. th- I. That's what I wanted to get across. Where I was like, "Okay, this is not for me." Like, mm-hmm. you know, but there are things in this that I really love. Like, the way that this combat was working seemed awesome. Mm-hmm. The other stuff, for me, was too much to surmount. But, like, I fully have, you know, like, I could see how this could be somebody's favorite game very easily. Well, that, mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that's infuriating is it's like, I see I see that the combat is amazing. I understand. Like, just let it let it shine. Right. I think Monster Hunter is a, is a great example of mm. what I'm talking about. Because, like, Monster Hunter Rise, right, like, going through the village quest... It's a breeze, but it's still Teaching interesting you. because it's like even if the monsters are relative pushovers, it's like your weapon is mechanically interesting enough yeah. and mm-hmm. the fights take a long enough time that executing those actions, you're getting better at those actions. You're getting better at like very fundamental concepts because of how the game is designed. Like, yeah. yes, it's easy, but it's giving you enough room to still have that satisfaction of growth. Yep. Like, regardless of what you're fighting, it, it, I feel like. Rise is a great example because, like, that is one of those games that is very mechanically dense, has a good amount of talking, has some, some quest design oh, it stuff where it's like... Talking. Well, that's in comparison compared to, to Triangle Strategy. Yeah, compared to Triangle <laughs> Strategy. Yeah. But it doesn't get in its own way. Well, Which that's, is really that's nice. not what you're there for. Right. The game knows you're there to hunt cool right. ass monsters. Right. right. And like, like and Rise gets in its own way even less than World did. And I think World is fucking great. 
Yeah. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, because, like, I mean, the Monster Hunter stories aren't that interesting to me. I think it's cool that's <laughs> right. there. No, they're not. Yeah, right. no, no, but that's it's just like, true. The stories are, are like, me by what? Any means. <laughs> yeah. There's the Gaia stream, and we're here, and we have to kill it to save it. And the what? Rampage! Yeah, the Rampage <laughs> yeah. is on. It's like, What's sure, The Rampage man. is coming. Are you ready, Hunter? I guess if I have to do that to get cool armor, sure. Let's yeah. do the Rampage. <laughs> Something's wrong with the Maidens might have to do with the Rampage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty much the story oh, yeah. that's the story yeah, yeah. That, that not even pretty much that yeah. is the story thanks for dealing with the rampage here's the credits two hours into the game yeah, you're not done you're yeah. not no, no the, the real game starts at here's the end game sword. thanks for dealing with the rampage <laughs> now you have to play the real game um oh my god there's one more game uh, that I want to talk about that I that I dug into today uh, that was maddening and I love it. Uh, I've played about two hours. You're cheating, and I need I need way way more time with it. But that is Session. Oh. Um, oh, the skateboarding game. Thing? Yes, yes, and it's like after I got done with my session, haha, haha. Uh, I was like, I love this and feel as though I can recommend it to almost no one. Right, oh, because it's super complicated. Well, because if you if you look at like the the popular skateboarding game lineage, right? So you take um, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk versus Skate. Right, mm. Skate is a much more technical game where it's like, okay, you have to uh, or you have to do motions on the stick to actually do tricks. It's not just holding a button and spinning, you know, like in Tony Hawk. Session takes that yet another step <sighs> where it. But each stick is a foot on the skateboard. Oh, Excuse God. me. <laughs> it's like Excuse it's like no, it gets, or something. It's like Octodad. It gets it gets crazier, right? <laughs> and it lets you know up front, like this is this is gonna be frustrating. You're gonna need practice to get comfortable with this. And it's absolutely right. But wow. it's it's not it doesn't it's not just that, right? So Nightmare physics. It, you have to game. also keep in mind uh, which stance you're riding in, whether you're riding regular or goofy. Because yeah. if you're riding regular, right, and your your feet are facing to the right, you hold the right stick down and then pop the left stick up to do an ollie. But if you're riding goofy, if you're riding switch, yeah, you, switch it. you have to do the left stick down so it's like and the right stick up. Tank control. And when I tell you that, you're like, well, that doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> but when you're in motion and wait, you're like, wait, I did a revert. I have to do the sticks the other way. That's kind. Of, that's really cool, actually. Kind of awesome. It is awesome. It is so 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 awesome, because like, left stick, left foot. Yeah, it. Yeah. You you do get used to it. But what I like about session, right, is I feel like it kind of like takes that feeling that I had with skate and, and enhances it even more. You'll do like the most basic thing, and yeah. you're like, "I'm a god." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like you do a fifty-fifty grind and say Tony Hawk, right? Right. And you're like, you're pushing triangle. That's yeah, you're pushing it. triangle. Right, right. It's like that doesn't even that doesn't even matter. Like I, I get mad if I just do a fifty-fifty grind in Tony Hawk. Right. <laughs> you gotta you gotta do a grind where you're going halfway across the mm -hmm. map. Yeah. But in session, like it it feels like actual skateboarding. Right. Where you'll be at a rail, and you'll be like, "Oh, I jumped too far. Oh, I didn't." put my board up enough or oh I didn't do the motion right or whatever and like you'll do that 50-50 grind to come out of it clean and you're like that was such an incredible feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be like you do a kickflip board slide and you're like, well this is this is the peak. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 
so that's been really, really cool. And they've, they, they have this tutorial that they take you through. And then once you go through that, there's actually a story mode. Mm. Um, and so that's what I was checking out. And the story mode is really interesting because it, so far it will focus on like essentially for the most part, different aspects of the game. And so it's like, go here to this guy and we'll talk about manuals. And so I think they they have a, a smart sense of breaking down this super complex game. And I think it's smart that a lot of the challenges aren't like, okay, like, you know, it's not about like get this score. It's about like, do you understand this concept and can execute on it? Where I would say session falls short is I don't want them to simplify it, but I can definitely tell that these people are skaters that are making uh, uh, a game for skaters yeah. using lingo in such a way where you're like, wait, what? Because I, there was this this mission. It was like the one of the first missions, if not the first mission, where they're like, okay, let's do manuals, and they're like, okay, do a do a normal manual, and then do a nose manual, and then do a switch manual. And I was like, wait, what is switch again? How do I do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, and I. I was like, I can't go back. You're not telling me what I'm doing wrong. It's just like I either, it's a very binary, like you do it or you don't. Mm -hmm. And I think there's so much flexibility in session to its benefit, but that the completing of objectives can't really do that because I swear I would like do a switch manual over and over again and then just one time it counted it. Hmm. And it could have been something on my end. That was like but, training mode in Street Fighter Five for me where I was like, I'm doing the punch. What do you want? So you're, <laughs> you are getting to a point that I, I absolutely thought of where this is very similar to a problem fighting games running to where you'll have a challenge mode. It'll be like string these things together and you're like, I am, and it's not working. It it felt like that right. that hmm. issue all over again. You have to do it at superhuman speed, right? It's like, oh, okay. There was a, another challenge that I did where I was like, just grind this rail three times, and I was like, okay, cool. And then there would be times where I would grind the rail, but then I would land and 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 bail, and it was like, well, that you oh, counted that. I did grind the rail, but it doesn't really feel that monumental because I didn't stick the landing. Or there would be times where like my truck would just barely touch it and it would count it as much as like a super clean, mm. smooth oh. grind. And so it's like, okay, like... It's all the same in the, the dark. The way, yeah, the way that you're evaluating this feels like it could take a little bit more nuance, but I think the saving grace here is the mechanics are so complicated that like you can kind of, if you have that spirit within you, like... As you get a new mission, it'll be like, go to this place, right? And I'll be like, okay, I'm skating there. And you'll be like, wait a minute, that's a really sick railing. And so you can get, just get distracted and be like, oh. can I grain that railing? And so you're kind of like, be, you become the, the master of your own domain, where it's like, yes, the evaluations of these missions aren't that great, but this system is so deep and rewarding that I feel compelled to dig into it um, on my own. Something that I thought was really interesting and like kind of a cool call out is this person was like, I'll give you, I think it was like bonus money if you do tricks that were actually done at this spot. Oh, cool. And I was like, I don't know any tricks that were done at this spot. And I accidentally did some things and it gave me bonus things. And they're like, make sure next time that like you read up on the spot and like, or like copy the research yeah, like in real life <laughs> that, that's like, like such a Wikipedia that's like, that's like such a demanding call out given your that like I'm kind of into it I sure. kind of love like, that dude whoa like th so there is there's this 
it reeks of authenticity and right. you can you can see the 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 budget in everything like the character models don't look that good there's no voice acting it's just a static image and text but it has fun with itself mm-hmm. it's cracking jokes pretty constantly and there's like this weird flexibility to it that only janky games will have and so there was this one dude i think he was dressed he looked like skullamania uh <laughs> from street fighter ex yeah. And he was like, okay, I need you to place this rail down and grind on it and then pop up over this gap. And I was pretty amazed that I could just get off my board, hit the left bumper, and I could just place a rail down anywhere I wanted. So you can just be like, okay, I've got this kicker, I've got this rail, and you could just put it down. And it was like, that's amazing. Actually controlling it and selecting it and, like, getting it to be exactly where I wanted it to be was kind of a nightmare. But that in and of itself created its own fun because I could, like... Yeah, put, I get that. I, put the, I could put the rail inside the other railing and it's like, that doesn't make sense, but it works. And so I was like, okay, I can't quite pop over the gap, right? So I would keep adjusting it and then being like, okay, I need to position myself in exactly the right way. Does this NPC have collision? Nope, they don't. Okay, (laughs) I can factor that into my angle, right? (laughs) And so it became this like super simple thing, but because it was so janky and free form, like that made the fun in a really cool way. And like, I swear if I recommended this to just like an average video game player, you're going to have a nightmare. Because <laughs> well, most average players would probably expect, like, Tony Hawk. Simplicity. Right. right. What I do want to say, and I did not check out, is I went with default settings. So um, they have a new update, and I believe as part of this update, they have a whole bunch of different control options oh, okay. and ways that you can tweak it. Um, of course, do whatever you want. I'm all for it. But having been through the default mode for a couple of hours now, it definitely feels like this is their intention. Mm-hmm. Although... Although, it almost feels like there aren't enough buttons on the controller to do what they want to do. (laughs) Because when you have each stick taking up a foot, the way they handle turning is you actually use the triggers to turn. That's funny. That's like early 3D PS1 games. That fights against every bit of muscle memory that you have where every game you use the the sticks to, like, orient yourself. Mm -hmm. Although, can't... If you're literally controlling your feet, couldn't you lean and turn by doing that? Well, the that? way that you do like 180s or whatever is you you use the triggers. Oh, to spin. To okay. spin. Um, and then like if you're doing a manual, right, you have to balance your finger in such a way and then you use the triggers oh. to like turn it. Yeah. Mm. What um, sounds exciting about this is like, because I know you've skated more than I do, but I, I'm a snowboarder, but yeah. like I've skated some and like even more so than snowboarders... And we're a tenacious fucking bunch. I think skateboarders take the cake because it's like you can try again really fast in real life. Yeah. And this sounds like a video game equivalent of that where it's like you fall, you biff, you get back up, you do it again. Yeah. For a snowboarder, I have to go back yeah, up the you lift have to unstrap or you or unstrap and run back up the back hill. Up. Right. Yeah. And like the first time speaking of – because I've done more tricks on snowboard. I used to snowboard like a lot. Yeah. I've been snowboarding most of my life. And like – the first time you board slide, like broadside 50-50 or something, a rail, it's like 
terrifying and like the, you try it out and you're like can i even do this is this a bad idea like yeah. you start with like box rails and it's scary because you can't turn you know you're you're locked in once you hit it yeah and you got to send it <laughs> you know but like the practice is what makes it so much fun and like if a video game can capture that like in a realistic yeah, way that's a good point it's very rewarding Sk- skateboarding is absolutely terrifying like dropping yeah, oh, in yeah. even off the tiniest thing like to skateboard is to know you will put your body through is hell. To, is yeah, to, yeah. Um, like snowboarding, you're padded because you're wearing yeah. you're wearing snow gear and, and you're on snow. snow most yeah. of the time, like is skateboarding is on Concrete. cement. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I tried a one wheel, uh, which felt pretty much like snowboarding, closest analog to, to snowboarding on the road I've ever done, and it mm. was amazing. And I was like, do I need to buy one of these? But they're two thousand dollars, and I was like, eh, probably not. But like, that was always in my mind psychologically. I'm like. This is not snow. Yeah. And also there are cars. Yeah. <laughs> like, and police that probably won't like you being here. Um, to to really quickly get back to the, like not enough buttons on the controller to do what they want to do. So you like will use the triggers to turn, but to revert, you just double tap a trigger. But there oh. will be times where I'm like, I just want to like micro turn and then I accidentally reverted. And it's oh. like... Okay, like it's just like we're just ru- we're running out of real estate here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hmm. So that was interesting. Really interesting. But, Steep um, learning curve, but sounds yeah. fun. Yeah, I I am totally ass at real life skateboarding, but I love it. And I not that long ago I got back into it, um, and have since fallen off. And like it is, this game has reignited that. Where I think if you if you feel that intensity of passion for skateboarding, I think that this is a really fun game that you have to be patient with yep. but if you if you are like like in tony hawk right when you start a level it's like you are starting in this place in this location yeah. when you do an objective in session it's like where do you want to set your marker that's that's the whole challenge where it's like you can do it in this space you have to figure out where you want to start you have to figure out how much you have to push you have to figure out like what type of grind will be appropriate for this thing so it's like mm. it's breaking it down on the most fundamental level there's something you said earlier about how it doesn't explain, like it didn't explain switch or whatever, like terms. Well, it, mm. it and like, did, but it was well, like, right, but like, yeah, I, that's such a unique, fun, silly video game thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was trying out Wild Rift, the League of Legends phone version. Sure. Because I've got a friend who works at Riot and he was telling me about it. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll try it out. And I don't, I wish I could remember what it was because there was some term that they used in the tutorial that like, they just assumed you had jungle. Yeah, yeah. It was, was something it, like was that. It, ADC? it was like it was like ADC or jungling yeah. or like mid or top or whatever. And like yeah. they just assumed it was for a lot of different terms. Now that I remember it, that you knew what that meant, and mm-hmm. they didn't tell you. And it's so funny to me where it's like, oh yeah, okay. There's just an assumed level of interest that you wouldn't have if you don't already know what these things mean. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny when you, when you get a situation like that. Yeah, it's interesting because even on this show, like I'm, I have to be cognizant of that sometimes. Where it's like, okay, what is our audience, and how much of it is it fair for me that they assume that I know? And like from League of Legends' perspective, with how globally popular that game is, oh, yeah. I can people know more about that than I do. That's uh, for yeah, I, sure. I, 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 can, <laughs> I can somewhat see where they're like, we really don't need to explain John anymore. I think yeah, they got, you know, yeah, I, like yeah. I think there's some, yeah. I mean, it's I was so cognizant of that while we were talking about 
Elden Ring because I was just like someone who's never played a Souls game understands right. 40% of what we're saying right now. I, I think just with Session it was interesting because I wasn't getting this trick and I was like, I thought I understood this, but it's not saying anything <laughs> and nothing in the menus is giving me anything. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to like make a new skater, redo this thing. And it's just like I just hit this brick wall, right? Wow. It was just like... They expected you to do outside research. Apparently, yeah. they yeah. want you to go to Wikipedia. Stu- what tricks study, are done here? Study the location, Ben. I, but I, I really respected it. That's awesome. It's, it's so kind of faceless. What, yeah. tricks, awesome. were done here, but what it's like, tricks were done but here? But by who? Right. <laughs> go watch a video from 1985. When in doubt, say Rodney Mullen. Yeah. <laughs> that he did at this spot. That's kind of cool that it has historical context, though. Yeah. It's like Destiny's Grimoire. It's not in the game. <laughs> you have to go outside Outside the game. research, baby. I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, okay, we have DLC for you, but we will not let you download it until you send a JPEG <laughs> of an actual scab that you got while real life yeah. skate. And a, and a single spaced essay about <laughs> Rodney Mullen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is time for the Hodake. Uh, so the ninth generation of Pokemon uh, was announced on Sunday. Blood and I did some reactions. And I was thinking about this episode, and I was like, what's so fascinating about Brad and Isla is they're not like, like I'm all in on the Pokemon train, have been for a while. And you guys, I feel like, Want to be, and there is some interest there. Yeah. Yes, I've dipped my toes, and then yeah, like you got really into out. yeah, you got really into Let's Go. I beat Let's Go Eevee. Yeah, yeah. and then bounced I, off I feel sword like, hard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then like haven't uh, dived into Arceus, and so that's how I want to frame this Hotake, where like after playing Arceus and seeing what they're doing with Gen Nine, I'm like, I'm really interested in this. But if people who have, who are you know older and have been out. What what is it that you would want to see from Pokemon where you would go like okay I can't miss this? So they're doing it already with Le- uh, Legends is mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. I like when I played Sword and Shield man going through that world was so boring and I felt like I was playing it was like the same pathing it felt like to me like a Game Boy game almost. Oh like, my god. <laughs> it literally like, was. And I was like man this world is so cool that should have the sense of exploration going out and finding Pokemon should be actually sweet mm-hmm. and not just trying to get a random battle in the grass And but it seems like they're doing that now and yeah. to scale the Pokemon they're like huge actually out there in the world when you seem like they they seem to be the size they should be actually like yeah. that's cool. Yes. Um, Arceus uses its open world to great effect in the sense that it's so much fun to go and and capture Pokemon because it, it on one hand, it's just so free-flowing, like you just go in a direction and there's a group of Pokemon, mm-hmm. but also that there's a, a flexibility to it where it's not like, okay, I have to get into a battle, I have to watch the screen transition, I have to get them to low health, yeah. I should probably put them to sleep, then throw should throw a Pokeball. Pokeball. Yeah. They, didn't get a, they didn't get rid of that like Let's Go did, like... That's still there. You still do that, but you're not doing that all the time. Mm-hmm. There are some Pokemon where it's like, okay, I can just throw a ball at him, and if I hit him in the back, I have a greater chance. And so that that the uh, elasticity of encounters, I think, made it more consistently enjoyable. Yeah, I I remember when I played Sword or Shield. I played Shield. I just like the rival again. Yeah, like, yeah this, this is my rival, I guess. But he's so like super annoying. nice to me. I guess he like. We're not rivals. I didn't. I didn't beat the game, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's it's retreading 
the same. Like, it's great. Again. I get Punchable why people love it. It's face. it's comfortable, you know, mm-hmm. for people that love that kind of stuff. But like, I just wanted something different. But it seems like they're being more ambitious now with mm-hmm. Pokemon. Like, I feel like Pokemon barely has changed over time, or it's been really slow, just really yeah. small things. It's been hard for someone like me to get back into who loved the original Pokemon. Like, I loved those, yeah. but it's just like. It wasn't enough for me. Just the idea of capturing these Pokemon, collecting them, wasn't enough for me anymore. Sure, I needed more from it. But it's like I've seen a couple of screenshots of this new game, like mm-hmm. Switch game. Looks a little rough, of course. Yeah. It's gonna be. I understand yeah. that. But, but older it, it Switch looks, games have looked better. Yeah, but it just looks <laughs> like a world like it could be cool to explore. Actually, mm-hmm. like that's what I want from it. I feel like any advice I would give would be. Like, they shouldn't listen to it because, like, Pokemon obviously is, like, the number one toy yeah. brand yeah. in the world. So, like, they yeah. they do bare minimum from an outsider's perspective, mm. and they should because they're crushing it. Like, they're yeah. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I do think it could look better, obviously. But I, I actually think it's really cool to see them take this swing that they took on Arceus or mm. Arceus or yeah. How, whatever yeah. you say. Arceus, yeah. Arceus. I believe. And, um... So, I mean, Sophia, my girlfriend, she loves it. She's been playing the hell out of it. I've seen a lot of it. And, I mean, it still seems like it seems like an interesting balance of exploration world, exploring the world, getting Pokemon, which is the bread and butter, obviously, and then, like, kind of, like, kind of challenging, like, pushback boss fights sometimes. And, yeah. like, I think that's an interesting thing, and I'm glad that they tried a new direction with it. I think that yeah. going forward, like, a combination of this with a more traditional thing might be the way that they'll go. I yeah, don't know. it's like the, what were they called in Sword and Shield? Dynamax battles or yeah. whatever? They just got huge. Yeah. I'm like, the, oh, this is like rain I'm, battles. I'm like, oh, this sounds yeah. cool. But when I did it, I remember I was like, it was just, yeah. It wasn't that special. It was just a fight, right. but bigger. Right. Whereas this one has like AoE, like that you have to avoid. Well, Arceus, like, yeah, the boss Arceus, fights are, yeah. are very. Like you, as your trainer, right. are literally dodging, dodging yeah. Yeah, AOE that's cool. attacks. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and that's neat. And mm. I think that that's that's cool. Like, I want it to be from Pokemon. It's like, yo, we're by this the water, this ocean, or whatever, and we're gonna go into the water. We're gonna swim down there and try to get this Pokemon, this Gyarados, or something like that. I want the event yes. of going to get yeah. the Pokemon exciting. Yes, I think that yes. would be kind of an interesting take. Is like something that felt like a combination of Snap and Arceus because like having to hunt and research like Monster Hunter World kind of where you have to like literally try to hunt a Pokemon to catch it and like do certain things and at certain times of day and stuff like that would be kind of cool maybe that's in there already but yeah I don't know I just think like there are still a lot of things of it that just seem like which again I think is correct but like it's an all ages game Mm -hmm. and like it it has to be pretty rock solid and pretty whiz bang enjoyable, like pretty consistently for me to get into something like that. Mm-hmm. I think personally, but yeah, I could enjoy again, the simplistic nature of it definitely, yeah. but it's just needed more. I think like the the sword I bounced off really hard, not because I didn't want to continue the battles, I didn't want to do the catching Pokemon. I was loving that. It was the rinse repeat nature of like. I get to a new town. My rival says, oh, hey, we should go here. And then it, I, like, walk to the place. And, like, every single encounter felt the same. And there was talking. And, like, it just felt – it was boring. <laughs> and this one looks way cooler. Like, Arceus looks awesome. Like, if 800 games didn't just come out, maybe I would have tried it. But Yeah, po- Pokemon has a – perhaps overly emphasizes its own tradition uh, yes. in a lot of ways. And 
it, it's funny because in the Arcus review, I praised the story and I got some pushback on it. And I was like, I don't understand because I like, I'm not going to sit here and say it's the best storytelling in all of video games. But I think in comparison to past Pokemon games, other yeah. Pokemon games, what I really liked about it is you were, you were talking about the rival. And I think the rival is a really good way to illustrate this point where the rival is just like, they've taken all the fangs out of the rival where they're just like a friend that you run into sometimes in steamroll mm-hmm. and they don't right. really have any significant plot elements. Like in Arceus, you start and they're like, we don't trust you. You are not part of our village. Pokemon are really dangerous. A lot of people are terrified of them. We're going to send you out there and you might die. Yeah, that's a way <laughs> cooler and different approach. But yeah. that's awesome. It is. It, 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 was, it was really, really neat. Um, and it really felt like the story had some teeth, or at least it very much tried to present Pokemon as, as a threat or as something mysterious or something that you, you needed to learn about for a very practical reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that I liked is I was really impressed with the, the requests, the side quests in the game, where they weren't overly elaborate, but they tried to give the quest giver some sort of quirk, some sort of personality, some sort of flair to make them stand out or to mm-hmm. do something. Where they're like, I think there was one where this woman was like, hmm, I need... To make sure the this lid on my jar of pickles like stays firmly closed, <laughs> and you're like, put a geo dude on it, <laughs> and it's like, you know, like that one instance isn't like amazing, but That's like cool, having dude. a geo dude put it, yeah, it's th- there was there was, I think the you were saying like doing the same thing over and over again. I think Arceus had a some sort of spark to it, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Brad, what you're getting at where. Um, you were emphasizing like just kind of the effort that you would need to go to find things. I think this kind of bleeds into the Elden Ring discussion where I want a Pokemon game where like obviously I don't think it can be hard right off the bat, but I want some flexibility to it because like reviewing Brilliant Diamond, I was like, this game is so boring. And then suddenly at the end, the battles are really challenging and amazing Mm. and the post game Mm. is fun. I wish I could have had because like More of it. the battle system in Pokemon is the best in the business, but you really have to seek it out and and dive into it and really engage with it, uh, and and kind of like get through a lot of boringness to appreciate uh, its its real beauty. And what I think would be neat about Pokemon is I don't think it can do that off the bat, right? I don't think it can be super challenging off the bat, but I would love to see the option where it's like, okay, if you want to, you can go through the traditional structure, and there'll be a very nice gentle curve. But it's going to be harder. You can dart off in this direction and encounter things that you're not ready for. Or, like, I just, I just, like, it. everything is so gated in Pokemon, and I just want you to, like, remove the gates. Yeah, you can guide you people in a direction, but, like, give me the flexibility to. If you to want to, yeah. I wonder what else, a Pokemon yeah. game would be like with difficulty settings. Like yeah. SMT5 or something, you know? Like... Mm-hmm. Kind of the flip Gen of five the... had difficulty settings, but I think oh, it did was, it? I think it was weird how you mm. did it. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's like the flip of the FromSoft argument where it's like no like some people are like, no difficulty settings. It's like, well, mm-hmm. Pokemon could have a hard. I think something Arceus does that's like kind of exactly what I'm talking about is there are these like red eyed Pokemon that will the crush alphas? you if you tackle yeah. yeah. If you if you tackle oh, them. that's cool. But it's like it's neat that they're there and they can be a threat, right? It's just that again that disruption. Yeah. So cool. It looks neat. It sounds like they're taking small steps with the Pokemon franchise, which mm-hmm. is more than I could say they've done for a while. So yeah. 
keep it up. I guess when you're when you're that monolithic, like turning yeah. the barge, you want to be pretty careful. Like, yeah, yeah. I think that's what made Ar- Arceus so shocking. Is it was like this was bigger than I expected. You guys, yeah. Know. It did more than I thought that it would. Do you think the general positive reception to Arceus and just the zeitgeist of Pokemon, like when Gen Nine comes out later this year, are you in? It's gotten me more in than I've been for a while. Like I feel better going into this than I did about Sword and Shield mm. or whatever. Pokemon to me is, um, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe I would jump in. I've jumped in on Eevee, Sword, and Snap, so, yeah, but, like, it's like owning a dog, right? Where it's, like, I like having a roommate who owns a dog. I've got yeah. a girlfriend who's super into Pokemon, so I see most of it anyway, mm. and I don't have to do it. Mm. <laughs> so it's, like, you know, I get the S. Yeah. Morgenstern version, just yeah. the good parts. You you have a roommate who has a dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And that's how I am for Pokemon. I think that's a smart approach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. All right. Uh, are we ready for some emails? Yeah. Are you ready for some emails? Our first email comes in from Marson, who wants to know about Open and Metacritic fueling criticism with Elden Ring. Okay. Uh, hi, Ben and allies. The last few days while playing and enjoying my time with Elden Ring, a very strange feeling has manifested in my head. Are open critic and metacritic fueling the criticism of games like Elden Ring? As you probably know, Elden Ring sits on those websites with a higher average score than any other game in the last few years. My best friend and casual gamer seeing that asked me if I think he should give it a chance and buy it. Knowing him my whole life, I told him not to. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you probably think, why did I tell him not to when my best friend wants to get in a series I love? No, I get it. He no, recently got it. God of War yeah. on PC and told me he is enjoying the game okay, but the combat system is too challenging for him. That led me to believe that Elden Ring is a game for only a specific audience and the critic score and marketing could lead many people to believe otherwise. Hmm. As of now, I see a massive angry videos, tweets, Reddit posts already saying Elden Ring is overrated. <laughs> My theory, the whole meta and open critic system has one big flaw. Games like Elden Ring or Persona 5, which are definitely targeted at a specific group, uh, get high scores uh, who get and people get interested and realize that they do not like them. My question to you, is there any way or need to separate massive appeal titles with high scores like the Forzen for Horizon 5s and Mario Odysseys from the Elden Rings? No, I don't think you should separate those. I don't know. I can't think of a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do research. It's so easy to figure yeah. out a game if it's for you or not, if you take some time to invest in it. Like, so if you're not reviews. sure, like... It sounds like you made the right call with your friend if they're yeah. having trouble with God of War, but it's like, if you're going to hop into Eldering for the first time and you're worried about it, before buying it, watch a video on it or watch a review. Like, there's so many outlets for opinions and information you can get without hopping into it. And, like, a, like saying a game shouldn't be on there because it's a very specific design of game. Like, it shouldn't, like, implying that, like, Eldering shouldn't get a high score and bring in a bunch of new viewers because it's a certain type of game that maybe a lot of people won't like. I think it's really weird. Mm-hmm. Or or that it should have an asterisk, right? Yeah, like, like, and then like yeah so putting many... an asterisk next to it is like yeah. so weird to me. And I mean, so many reviews, right, do put that asterisk on there. Like, and, uh, Persona's a great example. I've heard, I heard reviews uh, for games like that where it's like, or, I mean, the meme is great for fans of the series, right? Like, if you're into this, Mm-hmm. You're going to like this. And like I think a lot of reviews, you'll get the seed of that, the kernel yeah. of that, without having to have some system in place to be like, it's a 10 if you like it, it's a 4 if you hate it. And it's like, yeah. well, that's true of everything. I 
absolutely think that that can be true. And I think um, Marston is coming from a, a very understandable place. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But Not coming after you. Right. But what what I disagree on is I actually think we overcorrect and are overly cautious with recommendations. And the reason is, is because social media now is so impulsive that, yeah. like, the the reaction can be so intense and such a high volume mm-hmm. that it feels like the truth even if it's not like the way the volume with which people are streaming Elden Ring and putting out YouTube videos and making tweets it feels like Elden Ring has been out for a year yeah, yeah. Elden Ring has been out for 3 days <laughs> like <Whoa. laughs> 3 or 4 days right it hasn't even been out a full five, week yeah. right and so you'll see Twitch streamers that are like I'm level 100 like this same thing right. happened when Dark Souls came out. Right. Right, where, like, Dark Souls came out, it got really high reviews, but there were a bunch of people that were like, this game is too hard. It it's happens only, with every FromSoft it's, game. It's only for a small group of, of people. Yeah. Then over the years, as more people adapted to it and became to understand it, mm-hmm. it grew and grew and grew. I don't think you can say Souls is for a small audience anymore. I just, no, it's I just think that's, that's factually untrue. But all every step of the way, people are like, only a tiny group of people are going to like this. It's only for masochists. It's only for weebs, blah, blah, blah. Just the same tired excuses right. you hear trotted out. It's people trying to rationalize their own disinterest in the game, but it's not actually true. And sometimes it takes you a while to warm up to something. Mm-hmm. The story on Elden Ring has not been fully written yet. Everybody calm down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody calm down is like the motto of humankind. Like, we yeah. all just need to fucking yeah, people calm like- down get hung up on scores like, yeah way oh, too much. For sure. and also like it, it it kind of is akin to the difficulty accessibility debate that's been going on spurned spurned on but yeah but, but like and it's back in the because like i fully think that every game should be accessible to everyone everyone should be physically capable and able to play everything mm-hmm. right what I think that some people who get like really pissy about a game being given a 10 and then they don't like the game and then they're like, well, the 10 is wrong because I didn't mm. like it. Yeah. They're conflating their own tastes with the quality of a thing. And it's like, right. there are so many 10s that aren't for me and mm. that's fine, you know? And it's like, just because. Not everyone not everyone has to like everything is the point. And like the fact that people think that things getting a ten and then they don't like it for any reason, it's too hard, it's too dark fantasy, it's yeah. too on PlayStation, my computer can't run it, whatever, like that's not the same argument. And it's not it's not valid. It's like that's why I love Steam's refund program. Mm-hmm. Because it's like and I really wish that Sony and Xbox and everyone had something like it, mm-hmm. where it's like, defang the decision, right? And maybe you have to change it, like, Elden Ring's a seven billion hour game, like, maybe mm-hmm. give three hours for the review or the refund period instead of two or whatever. But, like, yeah. I think that every, everyone should be able to make, like, because, you know, like, 60, 70 bucks is a huge commitment, and it's like, I think that fuels the rage more than the tens on Open Critic or Metacritic because it's like you stand to lose the investment of buying this game if you don't like it. Whereas if you could try it and then return it just for not liking it, you wouldn't have to get pissed that it got a ten and you were wrong, quote unquote. Well, yeah, and I I, I think that the the impulsiveness of impressions, like everybody has to try to have perspective on themselves, and it's hard, right? But like. 
Um, like if I had made 10 tweets about my impressions on Elden Ring uh, after the closed network test versus now, mm-hmm. that'd be a completely different series of 10 oh, tweets. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you got people make impressions after like two hours of gameplay. Right. Yeah. And it's like, this is a or, massive game. Or right. zero hours yeah, of or gameplay. Hours. Like we get yeah. so much flack for a review that comes out for a game three days before the game that, is that out. That people have not played. That you've yeah. not yeah. played. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Like transphobia and shit ahead, uh, aside, like... Those comment sections are so fucking salty for a FromSoft game yeah. or for various other games. And it's just like, bro, why? Who cares? Yeah, I, and I think that that is, that is an important thing to say with Elden Ring is, like, it is it is not easily digestible. And I think it takes it's time not. to fully oh, reveal itself. Sure. Yeah. It does. And, and you don't have to like that. Yeah, that's fine. That's right. okay. Right. That's okay. There are different things for everybody. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like, like Sessions sounds fascinating. Yeah. And it's like, that is definitely designed with a certain kind of person in mind, with a certain yeah. kind of mentality. But I think that if you want to try it, try it. But but here's the important thing about Session. And I, I you're, you're touching on something that I think is so brilliant, right? Is we compared it constantly to Tony Hawk, and I think the comparison is valuable, and that reference is valuable. At no point, nor would I ever say... Oh, this should exist and Tony Hawk doesn't. Right. Mm-hmm. I right. like both of those things. Separate. I think I think Tony Hawk is one of the the greatest gaming series of all time. I am glad this isn't just another Tony Hawk. We talked right. about Horizon and Elden Ring. Yeah, I've same seen thing. Right. I've seen people make jokes, and I know that there's a joke around it. It is funny, but people are like, boy, I can't wait for the game that uh comes after the the week of Horizon Three, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, and and I, I think that that is really funny. But I'm super. I think I think Horizon is is a, is a towering achievement in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, and it's yeah. like it's it's just like why are people trying to like suffocate the space? You know what I mean? Like it's it's so yeah, it's incredible weird. that all of these things can exist simultaneously and achieve a certain level of success. Well, and it's it's. Emotions are intoxicating chemically, like they're like a drug, and so like hate and rage plays easier on the internet than compassion and and nuance, right? Mm. And it's like a me from ten years ago, just for not not enjoying Horizon, you know, I would have been like, oh, that game's trash, like it's boring, it's you know, whatever, it's like lowest common denominator game design, whatever, right? And now I'm just like, yeah, there's a lot of great stuff in it. It's not really for me, whatever. And it's like. That's a that's a way of framing my thoughts that I've learned over the years. Also, I'm not being poisoned by rage drugs like testosterone anymore. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it's an easy trap to fall into where if something's just not for you, you think it's not for anybody, well, and you can hate it and you think it's bad. To to expand upon that, right? Like, let's say you're playing a Souls game and you're on your 30th death of a boss and you're understandably feeling mad. Oh, yeah. right? That's a very natural emotion. Nothing wrong with that emotion. Everybody goes through that, right? You impulsively can go online and see other people be like, this game is too hard, it's shit, it's right. too poorly right. designed, right? right? And so like, you can immediately have your preconceived notions validated, whatever those preconceived right. notions are. Right. It could be anything across any spectrum that validation is instantly accessible to you. And sometimes that validation is not the healthiest thing. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's like, yeah, because, I mean, we all love From Games, but, like, they're the perfect example of, like, 
Sometimes the game is pushing back against you on purpose because you're underleveled. Right. Sometimes the game is pushing back against you just because this part is hard and it's trying to help you to learn yeah. how to tackle this challenge, you know? Either way, you can go off and do a different thing, but, like, it's teaching you different lessons all the time, and if you're not willing to listen, that I don't know what to tell you. I do think, though, that we should end this conversation by saying... The Elden Ring is a masterpiece, and if you disagree, you are wrong and should feel bad about yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're human garbage, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Take it to Reddit. Somebody's not going to think that that's a joke. That was a joke. That, yeah, <laughs> You're fine. It's so lame that you have to say I that. I know. Now. If you don't like Elden Ring, it's fine. Yeah, Just it's cool. shut up about it. Like, I mean, or don't. I don't know. It's fine yeah. to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. We've been talking about Elden Ring for two hours and 18 minutes. But you should feel... Filthy. Yeah. <laughs> Just Whether wretched. you like it or don't. Yeah. You should feel like you're missing out. Yeah. <laughs> you, be a lot cooler if you yeah. did like it. Yeah. <laughs> be a lot cooler. Yeah. yeah. You, 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 yeah. Way Do we have to say that was a joke again? I don't know. Wasn't a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our next email comes in from Craig. Hi, Craig. Hello, allies! When recommending a game, you usually describe it in whatever way you can in order to get the person to want to play the game. A sell, if you will. Mm. However, what games can you think of where the less somebody knows, the better? Games that come to mind are Doki Doki Literature Club. I was just thinking that one. And the game of the century, Frog Fractions. Yeah, dude. Mm. The less you know, the better. Man, so, those, are the, those are the worst types of games because uh, Frog Fractions is a brilliant example yeah. where you, you, you cannot... Tell people why the game is amazing with you. You can't without ruining everything. Right. Yeah. And that on a podcast like that's that's really difficult. That's why I I have huge respect. Doki Doki was the first thing I thought of. I have huge respect for Doki Doki because the Steam page plays it ninety nine percent straight as just a v- romantic visual novel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Has it doesn't tip its hand at all uh-huh. except it has the psychological horror tag. Yeah. So, like, the description is very Mm. plain. All the pictures are totally normal. But I think they did it on purpose because that tag, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) And, like, I'd already heard that there's some weirdness to it. But, like, if I was just browsing the shop and I was like, oh, cute, a romantic visual visual novel. Why does it say psychological horror? Nothing about this indicates that. And then it's, like, one of the more disturbing games I've played, right? I, I I respect the uh, restraint there. Um, Outer Wilds comes to mind, uh, where I guess in that one you can you can kind of explain it, but if you say anything specific, it would ruin it. Um, yeah, it'd be like with um, Inscription or something Inscription's like that. Inscription is a great example. Like, oh, it's a cool card game. Yeah, like card games, check it out. Yeah, and it's weird. Like one even hesitates to say with Inscription or Doki Doki, like. Like keep going, or like it gets weird, you know. Like yeah. even is is saying that yeah, too it's much. Hard like to, who like, knows? Sometimes give a recommendation without actually Tipping letting it. someone know. Yeah, like I I don't I haven't played Doki Doki, but like I know there's already like a, a thing in it yeah. or yeah. whatever. It's like it's just the nature of the beast kind of recommending stuff. Yeah, so I think it I think it comes down to a few things. A, there are just different types of people where I there are yep. people that don't want to get into a thing unless they they know something about it. And I, mm-hmm. I understand that. I don't think that's wrong. 
Guard Whereas, your time. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I, I think this is probably makes more sense if you're not, like, heavily invested in a thing. Like, for me, I'm, like, really picky about what movies I see in the theater mm. because it's, like, this isn't something that I do all the time. My it's life isn't movies. Yeah. yeah. I'm so, picking like, out now because of COVID, but yeah. Yeah, and so it's just, like, I'm... I'm more picky about that because it's like a rare thing that I, not a rare thing that I indulge in, but it's not something like video games are my entire life. It's my job. I'm doing it all the time. And so if, if you say like, this is nothing you've ever experienced before, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. Like, even if it's a bad thing, like that still has value to me. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Um, whereas like a movie, a movie, you're like, this is nothing you've ever <laughs> experienced. Perfect. I guess that could get me interested, but it wouldn't be processed in quite the same mm-hmm. way, I guess. I don't know. Um, that makes sense. The other thing is, is, and we talked about this maybe on the last episode of Frame Shop or the episode before, but I think people overvalue spoilers. I am not saying that not being spoiled doesn't have a benefit. It absolutely mm-hmm. does. But if something is done really, really well, even if you know it's going to happen, there is joy in watching the execution. Unfold. Yeah. Um, that I, I think you may still get a lot out of, even if you know something. Like Doki Doki is a good example mm-hmm. where, yes, I didn't know exactly what was going to happen but i i had some semblance of the tone that was going to take still had a blast playing that game i think i think there's a there's a not even that of there's a gulf between enticement and spoiling right like you can say play doki doki it gets weird and freaky uh and that's different from saying play doki doki this specific thing happens right Mm -hmm. like you don't need to do the latter to get someone to play doki doki literature club you know and so i think you can you can tow the line in almost every game, and you won't ruin the experience. But yeah, games like that or Inscription, mm-hmm. it's kind of tough where you're like, or Undertale, where you're like, yeah, it changes Frog Fractions. Mm-hmm. It's like, is that a spoiler? Is that not? Because Frog Fractions 1, right? Or even 2. You could play for a while without realizing the the thing, and it's just like, is that part of it? Like, that's kind of part of it. Like... It's kind of part of it. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. I don't. Yeah. So to answer the email, like there's a. I don't think there's a great way to do it. No, there's not a great way to do it. It's I be think your best. I think you just have to say like. I'm telling you as your friend. I know what you like. Yeah. I think you would like this, but I can't say more. And like maybe that's how you do it. Trust me. Trust me. Oh, I messed up the timestamps. Whoops. That. Oh, well. GG. No re. <laughs> uninstall. <laughs> Thor uninstall. Thor uninstall. Um, last email comes in from Brendan. Hey, Alice. On Frame Trap episode 152, Heber bravely jumped headfirst into the ongoing debate on difficulty in games. It got me thinking, how has the definition of game difficulty changed over time? For me, what was so exciting about Souls games was that it brought back a style of gameplay common during the NES generation, play, die, and try again. My favorite games growing up, Mario, Contra, Castlevania, all followed that formula. Yes, these games are hard to beat on the first try, but I never expected to. They were designed around playing, failing, and trying again, getting a little further each time until you finally beat it always followed by dancing, high-fives, and fist pumps. The style of gameplay is now often dismissed as too hard. What happened? I think there are some sweeping generalizations here a little bit. I, to, to postulate a guess, mm-hmm. the internet has destroyed humanity. Net negative overall. Net negative. I Agreed. say that as someone whose entire livelihood yes. is based on the yes. internet. I love the internet. Yes. Net negative for humanity. I think that there is a higher draw 
on our time and attention from many, many different sources mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. by like an exponential margin mm-hmm. compared to when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Um, just like taking even aside the fact that when you're a kid, you're immortal and money doesn't exist and you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want and time doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like those NES games. Like, yeah, they're super hard to get through, but a lot of them are really short also. Yeah. If right. you like, know what you're doing, you can beat some of those games really fast. Yeah. Yes. And so I think that it's it's a it's a combination of the internet, lots of distractions available to everybody, everybody getting older and more vocal, um, combined with anonymity, just making everyone less and less patient. I think that as a human race, we're being trained out of patience mm. and compassion. I I don't think this question takes into account the historical context of these different games, right? So if you want to specifically right. talk about the NES generation, there's multiple things that go into it here. The first that we have to establish is many NES games uh, were analog to arcade, arcade games, games yeah. which were designed to be difficult so they could make more money, mm-hmm. right? So that entire, like, mind of monetization is completely different, as is the fact that people making games back in the day, I mean, now you have teams of hundreds of people with ballooning budgets. You go back to the NES days, it was a completely different world, yeah. right? Yeah. We had much smaller teams and what they could point out, Brad correctly pointed out that things were much shorter and often they combated against that length by increasing the difficulty. Yeah. And yep. so like the entire framework and understanding of games was different in an entire generation. And you're not wrong in saying that there was satisfaction in overcoming that mm-hmm. difficulty, but you also have to keep in mind that like the entire industry, like there's the sheer volume of games that you can right. play and have access to uh, is is different. And so I think because of that ease of accessibility, right? Like something like like a Game Pass was not technically feasible mm-hmm. in the days of NES. You had to go to a store, you had to buy a game, you had to get the game, you had to blow in the cartridge, you had to right, put it right. in, right? And so... And it was one of three games you owned, so God damn it, you were going to love that. it. Yeah. You were so, going to beat it and you were going to love it. Because the entire industry has changed, there are more people playing mm-hmm. games. Like, the diversity yeah. of yep. people playing games That's, is way different. Yeah. And so expectations are more micro than what they were back in the day. I think back in the day, a game like Mega Man would more largely appeal to people who identified as gamers or people who play video games. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, you could say, like, does Mega Man appeal to you? And I think you would get a bunch of different answers from for a bunch different, of different yeah. reasons because yeah. people are coming in from all sorts of, of yeah. avenues. People play games for different reasons or want different things out of them. Like, right, you right, know, right. you got those people who are talking, you know, I work long days or whatever and I just want to play a game and relax or something yeah. like that. So it's like not every game's going to be for them. But there's people like us who are like, yeah, we like the challenge in games yeah. like that. But it's even with us, it's not something we want to do all the time. No, 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 no. And it's like as the email started, like, and I kind of said this before with the challenge and accessibility debate, I think, again, like it feels like the sides are having a different argument with each other. Like I feel like there's one group that's saying like, like, it's an accessibility issue. Like the difficulty makes it so that I can't play it. Like physically I cannot play this because of limitations or whatever. And I think for that, there can be things in place like accessibility controls in place or whatever. And then I think the other people are saying this game is too hard. I don't like it. And that makes me mad. And I think that's a completely different argument. And then I think that there's a third camp that's like, 
I love overcoming the challenge of this. If you put a difficulty mode in it, it would upset me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, these are three different conversations mm -hmm. that are like tangentially or like they're, they're very related, but it's murky. And it's like, I think absolutely every game should be accessible to everyone. And I think that there should be controls and systems in place that can try to help as many people in as many ways as possible. I don't think everyone should like every game. I don't think that at all it's because like movies, and right? TV like, shows or any f art form. Like when when people try to make things that everybody likes, you get you alienate boring. Well, yeah. or you either alienate somebody or you get boring crap. Like mm -hmm. you get things that don't. I mean, Michael Bay's Transformers comes to mind, right? Yeah. Or like just things where it's like you're you're gonna make a bunch of money, fine. Because you'll you'll access the most number of people, but it won't be loved, right? And it's yeah. like that's a different argument. And like the accessibility controls can be called something different than easy mode or something if it if it comes to that for certain games like Elden Ring, right? Like if it's about like dodge roll timing and stuff like that, just put it in. Like Returnal is a great example of this. Returnal has in the settings menu, if you dive down into it, it has the recommended settings, and then it has like higher aim assist, higher mm. dodge. Like it, it has these little oh, controls really? mm. that make the game a little easier. You can make the reticle bigger. You can do certain things to make the game, like, in a sense, easier, mm -hmm. but it's not called easier mode. I would mm -hmm. argue like changing parry time, like iframes is like, that's changing the difficulty. Right. That's not an accessibility thing, I guess. And, but I mean, what me. I'm saying is, what I'm saying is there's a difference between giving FromSoft games an easy mode that changes the iframes mm -hmm. and changes the dodge timing and having an accessibility mode settings you could change so that you could, play you could it. adjust a setting to make the game playable for you so you can enjoy something you're interested in. Like, I think that those are two very, very different things. Mm -hmm. yeah. And sure, there are some people who would exploit that and whatever. And it's like, play how you want to play, I guess. Like, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I said answer. this. <laughs> I said this on another podcast but I want to reiterate this point with um, an example that I think illustrates it very, very well. Like you said, I think being more aware of, of limitations that people have yeah. is, is a good thing, and, and trying to make it so more people can play and enjoy games is a good thing. Absolutely. Uh, I don't. That, that's not what the argument is, but sometimes mm -hmm. I also think it is human nature to maybe overly internalize something uh, because... We all have like this ease of access to everyone's opinions. A, a great example of what I'm talking about is Huber made a comment about how he feels about uh, TV show spoilers, where he's like, if it's been 72 hours, that's good enough for me. Mm -hmm. And right. there's this person who came in, and they're like, actually, I live in this place where that show isn't even available, and so like 72 hours is not nearly enough time for me. And it's like, that's, that is an interesting perspective. I get where you're coming from. I understand right. why you might be irritated, but it, it's like, on some level, Huber lives in America, his perception of it is based in this thing, it's going to be hard for him to always be aware of how everything is presented in every region. Right. Or what... And I think that that, right. that circles back to answering this email again because it's like every single person... Everything you say is through your own lens. Yes, like everybody's a different context. Everybody, every, everything I say is going to come from an American white, you know... Yeah trans context right like if you're like for for some of us like our opinions on a fromsoft game comes from i mean i don't know if like colonialism or race or anything comes into it but it comes from a place where it's like of ability not just 
base physical ability to use the controller and etc but like of skill and and experience with these kinds of games or it's like like i i look on, at you guys like you and you two and huber specifically and i'm like st- you guys are like gaming gods compared to like me and i'm better than maybe some and it's just but like in, co- in comparison to other people we're like we're, yeah, yeah like yeah, nothing yeah, and it's, it's just, just like it's all i look at somebody in evo and i'm just like what the fuck like Same. you know <laughs> and i'm just like i look at you in mm. in king of fighters and i'm like what the fuck hmm. and so it's a really funny thing to you have to be able to acknowledge where your own prejudices are coming from and not just speaking in the broader terms of race and cultural prejudices and like, or nationality and whatever, like, yeah, living in this region, you don't know when things come out, the release schedules, but also just like your own skill is also kind of a privilege or yeah, a prejudice. For sure. And I think that, I think that a lot of people circling back, I know I'm going long, but circling back to the, to the email is like, I think the internet is making everyone forget that. Like, forget that everyone has their own feelings and experience and lens. Well, it's it's and making... they just scream their own perspective as yes. though it's the truth. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think I think it's making everybody put up walls, right? So, like, to flip it back around on this email, this person is saying, like, "Hey, growing up, games were this way. Right. This new game is is this way. I like that." And it's like there are a bunch of people commenting on this game. That we're not alive when those right. games were in vogue, right? Right. And do not have that historical right. perspective, right? That doesn't mean that's just how time works. Like they were just born later, right? Right. 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 right? And so they're they're. I was talking to someone who'd never seen Jurassic Park because they were born right. after it, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Their interpretation of it is going to be naturally different from right. something that is completely outside of their control, right? And so I think what we try to do, and I think sometimes you can go the other way, where it's like, well. I feel this way. This person isn't acknowledging that. Therefore, my opinion feels invalid. It's like, no, 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 it's not invalid. I don't think that's the language that we should use. Rather than being like, I feel this way. You don't feel this way. Let's fight. Right. It's like, I feel this way. You don't feel this way. Let's bring our voices together. Right, right. I mean, like, what's what's so wild about this is, like, there was a Chinese philosopher named Zhuangzi from, like, 5,000 years ago, and he was talking about perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And how everyone has their own perspective. And that was five fucking thousand years ago. Yeah. It's like, how do we still not have that lesson ingrained in our minds? And the answer I come down to is twofold. Uh, The internet is destroying us. And maybe humans just aren't great at this scale of human communication. No. Like, vis-a-vis the the internet. Like, the scale and the speed at which all of this is happening is too much for the human brain to handle. Yes. And we need help dealing with it. And, like, that's where, like, transhumanism, posthumanism comes in, where it's, like, we augment ourselves to actually compete with AI and shit. But, like, that's a whole other thing. I think it's just good to try to have empathy and assume that Mm -hmm. if if a person is doing something... Here, here. They're not coming from the absolute mm. worst possible perspective, right? right? Yeah. right. Because somebody has limitations or does not acknowledge a perspective does not mean they are against that perspective or are trying to invalidate right. that person. And, like, I think it's fair if someone comes in an email and says, like, fuck you, you should die or whatever, yeah. and, like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, that's definitely coming from a place of bad faith. Like, yeah. that is not a... You're not making an argument. You're just spewing. That's totally fine. But then to engage as though someone said something like that to someone who just said, like, I don't like this thing, that's a very different reaction that you should be having. Yeah. Yeah. 
I just want so with with Elden Ring specifically. I don't want to gatekeep it all in this game. In fact, I'm no, happy yeah. the the bigger these games get and the more people that play them. I just want you to experience the same joy yeah. that I've had from these games that developers want you to have. Right, and so like it it drives me crazy because when I say something like, "Oh, I don't want to summon people in Elden Ring right. because mm-hmm. that's more fun to me." When people take and twist that and they're like, oh, you're being elitist. Or right. I you summoned, think summoning you is think, bad. No, I do. Dude, I summon I, on boss fights all the time because I try them like four or five times. The thing is I didn't say that. Right. I yeah. never said yeah, that. You never no, said right. that. <laughs> like, because boss fights aren't my favorite part sure. of Souls games. And yeah. like, I enjoy the challenge to an extent. After five, six, ten tries, like I'll start, I'll start looking for somebody to summon because yeah. I'm just like, I just want to go back to exploring and getting cool knives. Yeah, like that's what I'm here for. I mean, it's part of and the like, game, so it's, they put it in on purpose. Yeah, and so it's just like, play how you want to play, dude. Play Everybody play. can play how they want to play. Yeah, and just because you're not, if they're like, able to play, crushing it immediately. Yeah. Right. You know, no one's crushing it. Like their no, first no time, one's yeah. crushing no it. one's crushing no it. One's Not crushing even it. veterans are crushing it their yeah. first time. Dark Souls no one. one and then Bloodborne. I remember specifically like being stuck for like four hours in yeah. the first like, zone. When I played Demon Souls, I was like not good at it. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't a pro at it. No, I had Elden to struggle Ring and learn. Very often makes me think I'm still not good. Oh, at for it. sure. Yeah, I was saying that on the on chat earlier yeah. as I was playing it on stream. I was just like. Man, you just playing this on stream. You just always are thinking yeah. to yourself, like, man, I, I'm not very good at yeah, this. Yeah, I've been am playing I? these games for like 13 years. And it's like, yeah. like I felt bad for dying to a boss four times after do- killing the previous boss on my first try yeah. during the same stream. And I was just like, it's easy to get into that psychology where it's like, oh man, I suck. And it's like, no, you're just whatever. It's you're fine. I think the way that I want to end this episode, though, <laughs> is if you die on a boss in Elden Ring. Or if you summon people, or if you don't like the game, you're subhuman trash. <laughs> <laughs> I I knew I sniffed it, and I was like, Ben, don't do it. <laughs> it's funny. No, I'm not being serious. Uh, thank you for the great emails. Really good batch. Um, great batch. Good batch. Also, sometimes I, I like to pick emails. Sometimes yeah. people think that when I disagree with an email, like I'm really mad at that person. No, I like I like picking emails no, that no, I no. disagree with because it's a good conversation. Yeah. Um, thank also, you everybody like, who wrote in. It's it's fun when you disagree with like one part and you agree with the rest. It's like you know. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 for sure. But just if you don't like Eleanor, like do feel bad. <laughs> You're missing out. Yeah, FOMO is real. Out. Yeah, <laughs> and like. All of you, like your friends, will think differently of you. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I think different of you. Yeah. So yeah. does Ben. I know that for yeah, sure. I do. I do. <laughs> I kidding. think you're doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give up, skeleton. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. Don't give up, skeleton. I believe in you. You can <gasps> overcome this. You don't have the right. Just sometimes people just have fun. Don't just yeah, have don't fun. take everything so seriously. Go take a walk. Outside. Try finger butthole. Try finger butthole. Finger yeah. butthole. Uh, thank you to everybody who wrote in. The email address is askeasyallies at gmail.com. One more time, that's askeasyallies at gmail.com. Thank you so much for the spirited discussion to Isla and Brad. Until next time.